Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your... Well, who knows how many weeks we'll be doing this, because we got a long wait until the next patch. We'll be talking about that here on the show in a little bit. This week, we're going to be going over live letter number 58, our patch 5.3 preview part one, and discussing the little bit of information that we get from the part ones as we normally do. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy. Of course, joining me is Sly, who's so thirsty, he's drinking beer right now. How you doing, Sly? You're really just gonna bring that up, huh? I didn't, I didn't, there's no context. That's for the chat. Everyone who's watching on YouTube later, they're just like, what do you mean he's so thirsty? Well, you're not wrong. Okay. Glad to know. Both ways. Both ways. There you go. How you doing, Sly? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing just great. Good. I'm glad to hear it. You can talk about how awesome it is after we introduce our other host. He just keeps showing up and we let him come here. It's Ethos. He just keeps, he's just like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm good. Let's Wait, go. are you I mean, sure we didn't ask him? I said, I, I said, you that. are more than welcome to join us. And he's like, am, is like, mm. am I, am I there? And I'm like, you're more than welcome to join us. He's like, all right, I'm there. What's going on, Ethos? You're always welcome, Ethos. It's rare, it's just rare that. we have you on the show like three or right. four times in succession if it's not, you know. Right. Lore related, but you're—I mean, you're—you're—you're yeah. you're, you're the. Let's be honest, you are the on the, the semi-official third host, anyway. Yeah. So you said that you just introduced me as host, and I was like, wait, wait. I meant to say guest, but to be fair, yeah. it's kind of bullshit at this point, just because you're only Freudian slip. Yeah, it's a Freudian <laughs> slip. You might as well be at this point. Like you are the most consistent guest on the show. Like, if I show up to a hot dog stand every day, I own that hot dog stand. Yeah, legally, that's actually, that's how it works. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, on the fourth consecutive day that you're approaching that hot dog stand, you just get the, the, what do you call the, what, you wouldn't call him a chef, would you? What would you call him? Fuck it, I'll call him the chef. It's my, it's my okay, hot dog stand. I'll call him whatever yeah, I want. Just starts throwing hot dogs at you because he, he knows that legally as soon as you come within five feet of that hot dog stand, it's, it's legally yours at that point. Yeah, exactly. That right. Makes perfect sense. Okay, so this is my hot dog stand now. Welcome everyone <laughs> to is Hot Dog Stand. Uh, that's the name of the show from now on. And I uh, hope you're, can uh, I, get I hope you enjoy uh, Onions, chili, and mustard, please. Actually make it two. Yeah, you can't I'm, only I'm, order I'm, one hot dog. Yeah, so yeah, I've, I've, I've discontinued my, my first act as the, the hot dog chef is that I've discontinued American mustard. We only serve Dijon. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. This is, this is turning into like a, a ritzy hot dog stand here. All right. I love Ritz okay. crackers. It's perfect. Okay. All right. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. I, I think I can do that. All right. Yeah. Um, well, hi, hi everyone. What's going on? This is a, uh, this is a, what, what is this? What are we doing today? Why am I, what, what? Live letter, live letter 58. Of course, live letter 58. That's. Yeah. A lot of live letters. Wow. That's a, mm. that is a lot of live a, letters. Cherish it because um, it'll be a while before 59. <laughs> yeah, look, you say that, but we got a lot more out of this live letter than we normally do, I think. Mm, like there's a lot more to chew on here than we normally get. It was a lot to chew on, but it was, for the most part, concise. It yeah. was straight to the point. Yeah. It was straight to the point, concise. It, they normally, yeah, I mean, you do get the fluff in the second part, um, as you usually do. But still, in terms of everything of substance, it was pretty straight to the point. It was short and sweet, honestly, in my opinion. 
It was, because I didn't actually have to watch the second half of this one for random details. <laughs> that was that was very nice. It was just yeah. entertainment for the second half, which was much more short, welcome. Short and sweet, unlike uh, Ethis's hot dogs at the Ethis hot dog stand. They're long and spicy, all right? Oh, I just want to make sure that I'm getting my uh, my brand out there now. Yeah. All right. Gotta get them plugged in, right? It's yeah. opening weekend, all right? It's important. Um, there, there were some serious curveballs, though. Like, I don't think I've been so surprised by a live letter in a long time. I feel like I said that about the live letter prior. Before we get into the details, though, we do have our sponsors to shout out. You guys were that eager to jump in. I didn't even get to do the sponsor shout out. Of course, Steel Series with our 12% discount code and our monthly giveaways. They've been sponsoring my channel on the show for a while now. So enter, because it's free stuff. And why wouldn't you want free stuff? You always want free stuff. Get free stuff. Check in the comments or the description of the YouTube video in particular for the giveaway entries as well as the 12% discount code. Also, thank you to our patrons. Their names are scrolling in the top right. I should, the update, the updated list should be scrolling there because there's a few, there's a few more names, but, uh, we'll give them a more detailed shout out later in the show. Yeah, I was going to say, are you, you might have been pointing the right way. No, you got it. Yeah, you got it the second time. I got it. I got it. Yeah. For me, it's this way. It's, it's the opposite. So you, yeah, it's, yeah, just do this, and you can't mm. ever be wrong. Yeah, sounds good to oh, me. Sorry, I might. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. There we right. go. Good. Cover good. your cover your bases. Mm. All right. So, live letter number fifty-eight started exactly the way we anticipated it starting. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it was a bit somber, but yeah, we kind of figured it was going there. It was somber, but at the same time, we we did we did get uh, something to. Kind of like a light, a little bit of light in this oh. through the through the letter that was read. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. There, there was there. So for those of you who didn't get to watch the live letter number fifty eight, the most obvious topic had to be brought up: how Final Fantasy fourteen is currently being affected by the COVID nineteen pandemic, especially since Japan has entered a state of emergency in the last several weeks. So it's obviously impacting them more. They've had to move to working from home offices and uploading to the server remotely and still trying to keep everything secure, living conditions versus working conditions at home, with homes not being really designed for that in Japan, and trying to uh, receive things like voice work or graphical assets from uh, third-party studios or external sources like they have in the past, all challenges that they faced and detailed in the intro. And they detailed them very, very, in very detailed fashion, I suppose. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised by this, and I really, like, admire the transparency. I mean, that's, like, that's what the live letter is yes. all about. That's, that's why, um, it's been such an effective, like, PR vehicle. But there, there really are, like, moments when you, you I, I guess, like, um, you see behind the curtains a little bit and you really understand, like, how, transparent and how like real they're being and that it's not just you know bullshit um and i i really appreciate that they didn't need to go into so much detail about all this stuff but it was really sort of uh reassuring i think yeah definitely agreed um i feel like some people will feel entitled to this information quote unquote it's like, why is, I mean, yes, we know everything that's going on, but why is so-and-so? And they kind of covered the basis, which, they, again, they really did not have to. 
mm-hmm. nine out of ten, most of us, most of us, um, know what's going on behind the scenes. We, we, we kind of get the gist of, of development. We, we've known for quite some time, like following the trends and patterns that we've seen, uh, we've been kind of made privy to that information through those trends and patterns. So we really didn't need to know, but that amount of transparency, like you said, uh, was, was definitely refreshing to have. Yeah. And, uh, to even have that degree, like they, they kicked it in the high gear to get everything working the way that they did. Um, cause they mm-hmm. said that they've basically had to make a systemic change to the, to their entire business practice in a two week time frame, and that they've, they're back up to what was the percentage they gave efficiency wise? I think they said uh, 70% efficiency. 70%. 70%. Yeah. Some, it was something around there. Cause I, I, I got it mixed up cause they said they had like 70% of development done. Sort of patch done. Yeah. 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 And yes. then, but I, I think their efficiency was a different. It might have been like, it was 60 or 80 or something along those lines. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they said they got back up to a relatively high level of efficiency very quickly and that there's only a few remaining things that really trouble them. Uh, one of them being the length of time it takes to upload information to the server. And to actually do things like QA testing, like how do you, how are they going to get 24 people together in an efficient manner to test something like the new 24 man and yeah, Mm. details like that. Uh, but Mm. to be, to be honest, to be frank, I would have expected them to be at like 40% efficiency. I'm trying to find where they actually said the number. Yeah. They, they said that about 70% of the patch had been finished before the state of emergency. Yeah. Um, yeah. It said, uh, current delay about a month. Can't say how much it will impact further patches and development at this point. So, um, I mean, unfortunately, you know, we can expect it to, uh, affect patches further down the road. Oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, you got to imagine that they can like mitigate that time in such a way that, you know, like a, like a month now will hopefully only be, you know, a couple of weeks for, 5.4 and so on as they kind of put these systems in place that let people work from home. And, um, I, th- I think one of the really interesting things we're going to see out of all of this, um, as I'm sure many of us have been experiencing is that, uh, it's forcing employers to set up the means for people to work from home and work from home offices, which is something that's like almost unheard of in, in Japan. Um, but it means that, you know, God forbid if something like this happens again down the track, they're going to be, they're going to be prepared. They're going to have those systems in place. And, uh, right. ultimately that's, that's a really good thing for the, for the game and the game's infrastructure. So. Yeah. Uh, another big takeaway, uh, <clears throat> for me. Oh man, I lost my train of thought there with that cough. I had a whole point that I was ready to go off on and <laughs> you just coughed it coughed out. Coughed once and I, I coughed it <laughs> out of my <laughs> brain. Yeah, you see, that's why you should be wearing a mask because it keeps the keeps yeah. the. Eyes oh yeah, that's and, yeah, that's right. totally yeah. yeah, that's totally mm-hmm. you know disposable I, yeah. mask. That's a yeah. great use. But yeah, yeah it prevents. I remember, uh, saying, I remember you saying one thing about like how um, it was taking maybe four hours to about twenty four hours. Four to twenty to hours to upload information to the server. For upload information. So there, they have the means to do it, but in ter- in terms of like connections and and everything and. And internet, like you would think that they would set those up, like set their set their employees up with those means at home. But 
even if they do in two weeks, it's like they, they it's unrealistic to I guess have it yeah. something like that. And also, mm-hmm. I'm not too privy to home connections and the status mm-hmm. of those in Japan in regards right. to internet infrastructure. I'm not. I'm literally I know nothing about it. So. Right. If they're as bad as Australia, then yeah, the difference of like 20 minutes in an internal network to 20 hours is believable. It's yeah. got to be better than Australia, though. <laughs> I can, tell you, the, I can tell you the hotels are work are worse <laughs> in regards than American <laughs> hotels in regards to internet availability because I've been in a couple of them and they were both awful. <laughs> <laughs> and in the last few years, all my American hotels, unless they were like run down, I just really needed to get to this place for cheap places have generally been okay. Hell, even, uh, the, one of the places I stay for PAX East now has what they call the PAX, the PAX free package for their internet where it's 30, it's like 30 upload for the individuals so they can stream from the hotel rooms. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I was really surprised to see that. Yeah, that's surprising. Smart. Yeah. Uh, and it was free with the ticket because it was a PAX book ticket. So, uh, fun, fun little thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know how it is over there. I remember the point. So we mentioned the one month delay that they had confirmed. We had actually had that confirmed via Lodestone post prior to the live letter number 58. The live letter has said they've already added at least a week or two onto that expectation on top of it. And they're still moderate monitoring the circumstances. So we are looking at closer to a five or six week delay for patch 5.3. That's, yes. that's a, that's a big weight. I mean, it's, I don't mind it. Like it's, it's inevitable, but that's, whew, that's uh that's a hefty one. I don't know how that makes you guys feel. I'm just thinking about what, how many shows I can do. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Um, <laughs> Well, I think it's a double-edged sword for us, right? Because, you know, we, we hang our hat on 14, you know, for our jobs. Right. And on one hand, it's like, oh, crap, we need to invent like a month's worth of, of content. But on the other hand, it's kind of nice being able to take things like a little bit slower and get through the backlog and, you know, play some other stuff. So I'm, I'm not too worried. Hey, PSO2 PC is at the end of May. Yeah. Don't fucking remind me, man. Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Editions in May. Uh, that new Gears of War Tactics game is actually pretty sweet. The XCOM one that just came out, that looks really good. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about that pre-show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't it's hear a good it. Week for strategy games. Yeah. Oh, I'm pumped for both of them. It's a really, really good week for strategy games. Yeah, see, look at that. I got all sorts of things coming up. So it looks like we'll just be filling backlog. Hey, it means more TPGs. Did that 7 Remake spoiler cast this last weekend. Just means there'll probably be more of those in the Hell coming yeah, months. Dude. Plus, slide knows I have a backup plan for at least four episodes of State of the Realm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah we do. So we'll have to, be start... to get through the waifu wars too. Yeah, boy. yeah your waifu wars never end, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're again not wrong. Not wrong. I know I'm not, or I wouldn't say it. Uh, can I get that on a t-shirt, please? The waifu wars never end. <laughs> As long as you have a bunch of non-copyrighted waifus to place on the shirt alongside them. Or, or fan uh, art. Yeah, fan art will work, too. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Oh, uh, so that was, you know, really good. They, they also, I'd also like to applaud them for communicating it in English on the live mm-hmm. letter itself as well, which is something they seldom do, but in a situation like this was very apt 
for uh, Foxclon to translate Yoshida and also express some of his own uh, feelings and thoughts. A lot of people forget that he is their global manager, their global community manager. A lot of people are always surprised whenever he speaks English. He's spoken English. They missed the best English that he's ever spoken when he was sick for the Stormblood Media Tour, and he was like, I'm back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am healer now. I don't remember that. You don't remember when he went, when, when no. I... Yeah, I remember that. that I think awesome. I think I may was like you sound like you sound like Christian Bale's Batman, and he's like I'm Batman. <laughs> no, it was it was half that and half like Genji from Overwatch, a there little bit of Genji. If it, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people are always surprised, but we definitely appreciate the added effort. At four in the morning, just being able to hear him speak is definitely a blessing. Sometimes, as much as we appreciate the uh, unofficial translations that come out from various sources, Reddit being the one that I use most uh, most often, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I just want to know what's happening <laughs> like ASAP without having to wait for the text to pop up on the screen or be fixed later or anything like that. But that was like the first 15, 20 minutes that caught us all up, gave us idea of the delay, and then they hopped into what is our normal live letter shenanigans, and we're just smiling already. I'm so, so excited to get into it. What? Well, I mean, what, like, what about it? Because, like, I, most, for the most part, it's scrolling down. It was fairly Bro, standard. That, that patch artwork, all right, reflections in crystal. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, the, the, the revelation about um, Crystal Tower being required now. How are they going to handle that? Cause, because I, I got the impression I right now that this isn't, this isn't about 5.3. This is about the ARRR, right? Yes. yes. And that presumably it's going to be like, all right, before you can do patch 2.1, you need to have done the first chapter. And, and so on and so forth. It'll be something like that, right? Right. It's not, it's not like you'll get up to 5.2 and be like, all right, now you need to go do Crystal Tower. That is correct. So I'm, I'm interested in how they'll handle it for people. I guess like the handful of people that have done 5.2, but still haven't done Crystal Tower. They just say you won't uh, be able to continue. You'll literally log in no, no, and no, it'll no. be like, I, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, is Graha going to have assumed that you had the dialogue with him in 5.0? Because it's going to be like a little bit jarring, right? Is that for for those people, it will have gone from them not having had that sort of familiarity with him to suddenly having it. No, it'll just be the time bubble. It'll be as if you did it back when it was relevant in the in two point one, two point three, two point five. I'd imagine so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay, it's it's obvious why they're making Crystal Tower compulsory, but I can't help but feel like there is something about the timing. And there is something that's going to be really important, 5.3, about this Graha and... The Source's Graha. The Source's Graha. Reflections. As soon as I heard the word reflections and I saw Graha, I was like... So, I haven't quite... You know, it's crazy. Like, the last handful of times I've been on the show, we've been seriously getting the tinfoil hats on, and I just... I can't help it. Tinfoil tent. We're camping in a tinfoil tent. I'm living under the tinfoil tent now. All right. So let me just put this out there, and you guys can tell me if you're smelling when I'm stepping in, all right? So Grahatia has the power to basically connect soul with crystal, right? We can't find a way to let the Scions do that. What if he is used, like, as the medium? So rather than putting the Scions' souls in crystal, we put them in him, and we transmit them from 
this graha to the source's graha. I'm down. But what are the consequences of that? He's dead. I mean, not necessarily, right? Nah, he's dead. Fuck it. You think so? He's dead. I, I, I mean, it's the same implications as like what would what we thought would kill him to begin with, right? The, but that's us. the thing, right? If he thinks if if he if he thinks that whatever method he's planning on doing is going to kill him, then it would be much easier for him just to you know jump off a bridge or something because he knows that that would work. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Orion J established that. Established <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even be surprised if Orion J already knows. Like, it caught me off guard a little bit because that is so fucking harsh. Jesus. Well, I'm just saying. So why why would he be coming out with a plan like some elaborate plan that he knows is going to kill him? If if all he has to do is Hasn't just he been talk trying himself. to do that like from the get go. Yeah, but we could just put a gun to his head and pull the trigger if if, if that's right. If that's because what it we know that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Do so he's not going to go through some elaborate plan and be like, oh, by the way, this is going to kill me. Because then the rest, then the whole plan is redundant except for the killing him part. Maybe That's he doesn't know saying. for certain. How does he know? He's <laughs> never died to reverse this magic. He doesn't actually know. Yeah. He just assumes that it would reverse the magic. He he operated under the assumption his death would would do it. He also operated under the assumption as soon as he fixed the timelines, he'd, fi- he'd cease to exist. Hmm. I think it would be an awesome plot point, like, if, if he does end up sacking himself, for sure. But I don't think that it's, like, self-evident at the moment. But, uh, I, I, know, I just got so excited for the title and for that artwork. It's so, 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 so good. I like the chat fine, saying, I, I wonder if the sources, they, we just find a means to teach the sources Graha the same magic. How long it took the Crystal Exarch to figure out how to, how to do yeah. this. Uh, yeah, like a hundred years. It took him a hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we have that kind of time on the source. And, and he still hasn't worked it out. Yeah, he's um, still a little. He's still a little off. It's a little iffy. He got it real good when we when he really needed it for Hades. He's like, yeah, I'll just do seven at once. Easy. I'm not even anywhere near the Crystal Tower, but I nailed it this time. We're never gonna have an explanation for that. Nope. He's just, dude. It was the power of friendship. That is the explanation. That's true. It was the power of friendship. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the power of God in anime. I'm kind of just happy that it's <laughs> him in the patch artwork <laughs> because, as, as opposed to him, I don't. I like Xenos or Zodiac. I think I, I want. I want Exarch hmm. to get to get his his limelight right now. Honestly, I don't think that gets resolved until get his limelight tomorrow. right now. Yeah, well, because he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> he's had the limelight the whole freaking time. No. We've had it as the Warrior of Darkness. Emmett Cell, yeah. Warrior of Darkness. The whole Xeno thing won't get resolved till like, point four, point five. I have no idea what's even still going to... Because I feel like that's supposed to resolve sooner, and it's not going to. <laughs> Look, in 5.3, I'm reading it here, in 5.3, mm-hmm. the Shadowbringers story will conclude. Yeah. Okay? So, so with Xenos is... Yeah. What it doesn't say... What it doesn't say... Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. But what it doesn't say is in five point three, the Stormblood story will conclude. <laughs> I see what you did there. So it said that in four point. <laughs> take from that what you will. <laughs> Xenos just never dies. That's it. Look, for for me, 
having it conclude in 5.3 means that we're going to be getting post-credit scenes which unfold for us what's going to be happening over the next 10 years in Final Fantasy XIV. And I am so excited for that. You have no idea. Because Shadowbringers ending, that means something else is beginning. And Shadowbringers is the conclusion, as we've been being told since, uh, you know, since the media tour. Shadowbringers is wrapping up the Asians, it's wrapping up the Guardians. We're going to be going on to a completely new story arc. Like, like, uh, 1.0 to so the end of Shadowbringers is season one, and we're moving on to season two. I'm ready for Maricidia. Yeah, Maricidia, New World. Uh, I mean, always. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of places we haven't been, or we've been to, we seldom been to. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it too, which is why my, I really wish I could fast forward time. <laughs> I want to be summoned. What they actually do? There's a lot of things they could still do. We've got, we've got. I some- mean, it, like, to, for, to, to me, if they wrap the story up, they wrap mm-hmm. up the Asians, they wrap up, uh, Garlemald, the, mm-hmm. the war, the war of, uh, succession. The new mm-hmm. succession. It would damn near take another fucking calamity to move the story along. Not, nah, dude. Ed, here's what's gonna happen. Edda's gonna go. Edda's gonna go defeat the Lich King and open up a portal to the Void. <laughs> and we'll get. The- I mean, that's basically like it's pretty close to what Palace of the Dead actually is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not entirely wrong. That's pretty Look, much we don't get a new done. we don't get a new calamity we get an old calamity we get the first calamity we get whatever that thing was that fucked up the the planet and required the summoning of zodiac whatever you want to call it lavos genova it's that kind of entity and, um, Dude, it's straight up Lavos is the only thing that comes to mind when he says that. It's basically Lavos. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Oh but, but, you know, the, the presence uh, in, under Silvertear Lake is probably one and the same thing. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be like hitching onto that and seeing where that leads us. Yeah, and I but, think, um, I think it's very important to distinguish. There's a difference between the Zodiac Heidelin plot being done and them no longer being, mm. and them no longer being relevant to future plots. There's a big difference between the two. Um, we could defeat all the Asians and still have this entire thing that sundered the, that caused the sundering, the source point of the sundering in the first mm. place. That could be, you know, some more information about that could exist in Maricidia, in the New World, and literally the half of the planet that we haven't been to yet, which is yeah. truthfully, oh, we've only been to like, not we haven't even been to all the places we have access to now. And if we have, yeah. we've even we've been to them in like instances at times. We're gonna need a bigger fucking cloth map. Yeah, I mean, we we still only got the Aeosia cloth map, don't we? Yeah, that's it. Do we not really uh, have an uh, one that reaches out to author? Nope. No. Need that Elsebard no. map, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we don't even have, like, an updated three continents map to show the, the parts of uh, Othard that were covered in fog <laughs> now that we've been to and yeah. have seen, yeah. like, in the Return to Ivalice map. But, um, look, one way or another, 5.3 at the end of it, we're going to know, we're going to have some idea where we're going next. And that is amazing. 
Yeah, too bad um, the only image we got of it, other than the artwork, was this, like, bang bus of Asians that's, like, just waiting for you right here. That's the only other image that they gave excuse us. Me. Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> would you like to, so um, <laughs> would you like to reevaluate your choice of uh, uh, metaphor there? Had to fucking mute you know, so, you know, it was funny, because when, when I was, when I was watching the translation, I was like, oh shit, a bunch of Asians. Uh-huh. That was the first comment I read in my Twitch chat. Was it the first comment you read or the first thing that you thought of? No, the first comment that I read. Like, literally, I was like, oh, shit, there's just a bunch of Asians. What's with the filters? And the, I looked at my Twitch chat during the translation. I was like, God fucking Christ. How many of them are there? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. It's 12 of them that we can see there. Yeah, gee, I wonder. That's uh, sure is an interesting count considering we know where the I third... Know. Yeah, because you, you're looking at the one in the back on the on the right, the fourth on the right. He's just kind of like yeah. creeping around, creeping around his shoulder. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. G thirteen. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Ah, what a mm-hmm. what an what an inconspicuous number that surely has no bearing on what no. what these entities are represent. Surely not. No way. Mm mm. What's with the filter, though? It's not even like a proper echo no, filter. It's like no, it's weird. It's like yeah, it's like a weird. a dark echo filter, evil echo. It's so, like staticky. Yeah, more staticky than our echo normally is, which it seems I mean, to me like an echo. It it might be, you got to remember your stall is still in uh, anamnesis, so it might be some more of the recording that she's managed to retrieve. Yeah, although she's she's looking at it on the shittiest screen. Well, it's been, like, corrupted or whatever, I guess. Deteriorated in quality. Yep. Hmm. Um, well, uh, we got a new dungeon here. The Hero's Gauntlet. This Any thing thoughts is, on that? Uh, yeah, because I see three things that make me go question mark, question mark, and question mark. There's the fact it's... that it looks like it's in Lakeland. The fact that it's clearly mm-hmm. Fey magic bringing about, yes. it is, and that there's a soul meteor that represents the uh, the star shower, the star shower in the, in the top left. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that! Look at that cheeky little. You didn't see that, did star. you? No, I didn't see. Well, okay. Look, I'm looking at my phone screen. All right. Yeah, that's pretty okay. Rough. You see this? Yeah, turn it <laughs> sideways. It might help. <laughs> No, yeah. not what is that? Who, who says? Let me look at my phone online and does this. You turn it, like <laughs> turn it sideways. I thought you meant like my phone sideways so I can like see no, past the crash. Like this landscape. Land, landscape. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could see it better. Oh. <laughs> turn it sideways. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'm, I've got a really good idea, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my whole phone sideways ninety degrees. <laughs> and then the image will rotate, and it looks it, it's bigger. Oh my god! Yes, that's... and you know what? Now that I've had that idea, I can see that it is in fact a little shooting star. Yeah, I swear oh. to God, I am like the next time. The next time someone asks me to turn my phone sideways, I am going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I have to do that sometimes when I'm like reading it, so I can see past the. You know what? The the glare on the screen? No, not the glare, the cracks. My screen's all smashed. Yeah, that probably doesn't help the visibility. No, no. not so much. No. But um look, this is this is definitely in Lakeland and as you say, like pixie magic. 
and the Star Shower. I think Heroes Gauntlet's a little too literal because we just made a bunch. Of, we, we a bunch of heroes were just made, and I don't I don't think it's a gauntlet for us. I think it's a gauntlet full of. Heroes. Now, when you say literal, do you mean the heroes part or the gauntlet part? The hero because I don't like that. Just got yeah, made. we just we kind of just witnessed the birthing of a shit ton of warriors of light or people who are who have heard Heidelin's call thanks to Elidibus, and they've gone out right. into the world and gotten it all. And we're gonna sorts. have to find our way through them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think this I think Elidibus has turned them against us at this point here. Right. See, I needed you to clarify that because I thought you you meant it like a literal gauntlet. Not like a glove, not like I mean, yeah. not like that, not like that yeah. kind of glove. No, a literal. A li- mm. We've literally just witnessed the birthing of so many here. This, this is mm. this is Elidibus's plan as a dungeon, essentially. Yeah, that's how I interpret it. I just don't know why there's fey magic in the Lakeland unless the warriors of light out there are actually so inexperienced and dumb as fuck that they've somehow caused some way worse shit to happen. I think it's well, all an illusion, to be honest, but. I mean, the alternative is that Titania's on our side, right? Oh yeah, we got to. T- oh, we got yo with the, with the sapling. We got the Fey. They're backing us up as we fuck up a little bit, young down. Yeah. Hey yo, hey yo, Titania. Yeah. Oh, the rap. Oh my god. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, Titania. Thank you, Yoshi P. Thank you. You don't remember this for the so for the anniversary stream back in December they had to they were doing like fun little games with each other and one of them was like a wheel they had to spin or something and Yoshi P spun the wheel and landed on rap about Final Fantasy oh. fourteen and that's all yes, he did he literally all that. he said was ayo 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 Titania that's all he could do. should have gotten Kaji in there and then he said ayo like six more times. That's it. Get Koji in there to explain to him what a rap is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a matter of him not knowing. I think it was a matter of yeah. You ever you know you hear rappers sometimes on stage like yo check it out you're like they say like random shit while they're like finishing it's the just filler. yeah it's filler mm-hmm. to like form he just he forgot to stop the filler he didn't the filler mm-hmm. yeah. never filled anything it was just, just you guys know Flight of the Concords yes you yes. just remind me of that what's the line um. Uh, they call me the hip hop apotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. And yeah. It just stops for like 10 beats. Yeah. Just like... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Symbolic. <laughs> symbolic. There you go. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's a dungeon at the end of the day. Only one, yeah. as we know. Only one now. Hmm. Um, they did. That's fine. They did actually confirm in uh, some of the interviews that came out just before this that they actually compiled and posted them officially to the Lodestone. Um, that uh, they they are done with that kind of hard mode moniker for dungeons mm-hmm. at this point. That they they acknowledge that's not something they plan on doing. They just want to make original dungeons at this point. Um, How do we feel about that? Mixed. I I'm mean, okay with it. I'm okay because I don't want more dungeons, mm-hmm. you know, Sly. Like, I get that. I want more lore, but I don't necessarily need the vessel that is the so dungeon. There's no place. There's no place that you want to go back to. Like, I I was always reason. interested in seeing why they were sending us back. Most of the time, it was pretty bullshit. Sometimes it was interesting, yeah. and that was about it. It was more so just to be like, well, so how are they doing it different? 
like, yeah, like we've had great scenes pop up, like Wanderer's Palace hard mode with the Tonberry stabbing the final boss. You know, that's mm-hmm. that was that was fun. You know, we mm-hmm. had Ferdiad set up, you know, as a character prior to the Maki storyline. They've done things like that. Edda, obviously, probably being the prime example of the use of a hard mode dungeon with Tamtara. They've done it great, but after A Realm Reborn, the hard mode moniker got less and less interesting. We've had some cool ones, like Fractal, but I got mm-hmm. way le- I did get less interested in them outside of the occasional, like, interesting one, like Pharos didn't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good example. Honestly, most St. Mosion's hard mode, like, uh eh. I get that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so here's where I'm coming from. Um, in the pre-show, we were talking about how, like, you, you're redoing ARR. Yeah. Right at the beginning of Uldar, you've gone to the Silver Bazaar, they're talking about how things are going to change. And they and they don't, obviously, because it's one instance, because it's a time bubble, right? The the cool thing about hard mode dungeons is that we go through and we see stuff that's happening. And again, we're kind of like given some indication that like, you know, something's going to change or something's going to progress there. And then we actually get to like, see what that is and see what happens there. And I really like that. I really like look forward to, to hard modes, um, when we get them, but, um, they're better when we explore like different parts of the dungeon, you know, like, we go down rather than up or whatever. Well, with Pharaohs, um, we certainly went down rather than up. Not yeah. That one was really underwhelming in particular. Yeah. Um, I think new original dungeons is probably better, but, um, I, I think I'll, I'll miss the idea of being able to re- revisit some of these places. I still kind of want them to just, add lore to existing places and then the ability a, a, a mm-hmm. great example as much as i harp on the the near series i really did enjoy the post 24 man part where we go back through and we pick up pieces of yes. lore and we have the compendium i like that and i kind of wish they'd add um almost like collectibles to the older ones that represent either lore about the place or lore that's happened since and just kind of make them kind of similar field areas that aren't really dungeons all the way the uh, the full on compendiums. I would I would like that mm. as as a reason to go back, explore, see how things have evolved, but less so like a fully functioning dungeon. Like a, a great place would be yeah. the 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 city of Mach. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I that I think that was the strongest part of the first near chapter, and I immediately was like, I want this for every single instance, like in the game, working backwards forever. Yeah. Um, so, well, I get that. Yeah, I would take that. I I could take that without the need for a dungeon. Like, don't don't rework how I get around it, how how I how I explore it. Just add lore, add a lore compendium, a lore collectible compendium kind of thing to old instances, um, and then just throw like text tidbits in there. I feel like the toughest thing is probably like balancing how that works on the server side, on the server side of things, because um, mm-hmm. it has to be it, it probably has to be designed like a field area. And I feel like mm. with Nier, they designed it that way, deliberately knowing mm. that they were going to do that, and all those old ones, they didn't. So that would probably be the biggest technical struggle of the bunch. But yeah, that's fair. I'd like it. Just no, I don't need more dungeons. I don't give a fuck. I've said it a million <laughs> times before. I don't care about losing the dungeon. And I knew, obviously, we knew we were losing hard modes, unless something was relevant. Maybe there's, maybe there'd be a story in an old place that's relevant to new stuff, and they would do it. But other than that, I didn't. That's yeah, whatever. For me, at least. Well, we can still have new dungeons in like the same areas, and just yeah. not called hard mode, called something different. The other lost city of Andapur. 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. That, that one instead Same of this one. one. <laughs> yeah. Slice like what? The I mean, that'd be wild. That'd make me sit up. What? Who, who said there had to only be one? I mean, maybe the Amdapori were like um, like Alexander, right? And they just named every city Amdapore. Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. They weren't, honestly, all three of those nations weren't very bright with the way that whole thing turned out, you know? Hmm. They were smart, but they weren't bright. It's a big difference. We did get confirmation of our third beast tribe, the dwarves, officially now, but we can call them beast tribe. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm a Lollafell. If, if anyone should be making that face, it's me. I'm fucked for all eternity now. I'm not making the face for that. I'm making the face for it being a crafting beast tribe. Because I'm pretty sure that the, you know, the Ishgardian Elizen are our uh, crafting beast tribe. I mean, we knew that we were going to be getting a crafting beast. Like, this isn't, inf- this isn't new information. We know oh, yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, but I, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. We got a lot of crafting and gathering stuff this expansion. Oh yeah. Even with mixed results, we had a diadem ocean fishing, Ishgard mm-hmm. restoration, crafting and gathering reworks, the gathering beast tribe, a crafting beast tribe. It's been, it's been a thing. And of course, Ishgard's gonna come up a little bit later here. Um, all we get is a, a scene with a mechanical frog and a, a dwarf buddy. That's it. They didn't tell us anything else. Yep. They're in the Crystarium for some reason. That's all we got. I'm just a man. I was, I got two out of three of the predictions. At least I, I feel good knowing that Dwarf was the third one. Cause the second one I was still convinced. What was, what was the original second one? Cause they named the fairy, the fairies, the Numo. The Numo is the one that they named. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, when they were talking, when they were talking about it pre-expansion release, I mean, they ended up getting the Keykern. I still wonder if that was if they had intended that the whole time, or if they at some point intended to do the Numo, or if they just really wanted to surprise us with the Kitari. Well, I mean, the Numo, like from the bottom up, they were one of the fave races. Yeah, and the Pixie Beast Tribe, like it does, kind of expand to include all of the the uh, the fave folk. Yeah, so I think they probably intended it from the beginning. The artwork for 5.2 had a Numo standing next to a crafter, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I, I think Yoshida said it um, at some point recently that they were planning on doing the Kikan in Stormblood. Yes, and then they did the um, Namazu instead. And that's why the ziggurat there is pretty much just... Chilling. Just chilling. Like, the only thing it's really relevant to is Red Mage. One day... One day we'll explore yeah. the ziggurat more. I was just thinking about that the other I hope day. So. I don't know why, because I don't usually think. <laughs> but you know, I hope so. Because well, between that and um, the uh, the arc, Neon Kretzen's arc, mm-hmm. um, up there in Ablathia's spine, they were like the two most salient kind of standout features of the geography of Stormblood, just about, and they just. Exist. Yeah. They do nothing but exist. Hmm. Unfortunately. But again, again, we know that 5.3 Stormblood doesn't continue, doesn't conclude. Stormblood still continues. 
Ethos. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need you to get. I'm gonna need you to. You're out of control. I'm gonna need you to get in. Listen, Stormblood never finished. We just took a detour to go and fuck around in a in another dimension, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I honestly can't say you're in. You're not correct. Yeah. Have you Have you seen our trial? Have you seen to. our trial series? Like I want to. Yeah, dude. Our trial series is literally a Stormblood trial series. <laughs> It's nothing to do with Shadowbringers whatsoever. <laughs> well, speaking of which, we've got a blue Ultima weapon. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy how much this one looks like so much more like Ultima than uh, than Ruby weapon did? Well, that looks like Sid made it. <laughs> that looks like an Ironworks one. Yeah, definitely. Those are the I mean, Ironworks colors. Right. Also, it looks kind of more like the boss from Fractal. Doesn't look like as girthy as Ultima mm. Weapon. It looks like Ultima Warrior or whatever his name was, mm. kind of. But it looks yeah. like Ironworks colors. I'm betting it's a giant robot battle against Sapphire Weapon. That's what I'm banking oh, on. Oh, fuck. So you think that's not Sapphire Weapon we're looking at there? You reckon that's, um... Oh, shit. I, prototype? I think that I think that's Sid trying to make a giant robot to fight the giant robots. <laughs> I really hope that it's Nero that made that, if that's the case, and not Sid. <laughs> they got an Ironworks skin from yeah. a loot box. That's just a Fortnite loot, <laughs> loot box for the Ironworks skins. <laughs> it really does look like an ultimate weapon loot box skin, actually. Yeah, if we don't control it, I suspect at the very least it's going to aid us in the fight against Sapphire Weapon because Sapphire got mm. fucking relegated. Like, let's let's be real here. They said there's going to be a solo instance. Uh, mm. It's Sapphire. Sapphire is the solo instance. Come on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're going to get um, some kaiju battles up in this bitch. You know, looking at that screenshot, like, the Warrior Darkness and the Sid are just kind of, like, chilling there looking at it. Yeah. So... I think that, yeah, we we would be mistaken to just assume that that's Sapphire Weapon we're looking at there. Yeah. It'd be funny mm. if it was, because A, it looks nothing like Sapphire Weapon, unlike Ruby Weapon, who is at least very recognizable, and two, mm-hmm. um, it, it'd just be funny if they gave so little fucks about them, like, just reskin Ultima. I don't, I don't fucking, who cares? It's Sapphire Weapon. He gets blasted <laughs> by a cannon anyway. It'd be even more hilarious if that was the case. Uh... Yeah, but yeah, I, I think giant that. robot battle. It's all honesty. That's I'm, that's I'm nailing it down. Giant robot battle. Okay, so like a role play quest, except we're role playing as a giant robot, a giant robot, a giant ultimate and or Nero. Yeah. Oh crap! Can we can we have um, Sid and Nero like both in the cockpit, like um, Pacific Rim style? Yeah, and we'll ride on its back. Hell yeah! <laughs> Sly, Sly, you should be the most into this. This is really your territory right now. It is, but I don't think that's going to happen. Why? Why don't you think that's going to... So do you think that's Ruby, or do you think that's an Ironworks Ultima Warrior-looking thing? I think it's a prototype of something. It's nothing. It's nothing we know. It's not... Sid knows. Yeah, Sid knows. But it's a Mm. prototype. It's not like a hardcore, like, this is Sapphire, this is so-and-so, no. Like, it's a prototype of something. I just don't think it's that far. Can I be the one to say that if it is an Ironworks Ultima, um, Sid mm. needs to calm his fucking tits. Because you, your future Ironworks made an Ironworks Alexander. 
And you now, 200 years before that, where he's built an iron, potentially built an ironworks Ultima of some kind. He needs to fucking chill, alright? Because we can't, you can't be this far ahead of the curve already. Alright? Uh, I don't know, like, I, I think this is far less, um, sophisticated than, you know, the ironworks Omega, uh, Alexander, um, what would you call it? Fusion. I yeah. guess. I'm, I almost want to see. Robot. I almost want to see OM, like little OMG appear in these. I really want Alpha and OMG <laughs> back. I really do. Just off in the distance, just watching. Yeah, I, I mean, still, when we go back to the source and go to new areas, I do hope that we find them again, just like walking around in new places in the source. I'm mm-hmm. still, I still hold that, that hope close to my heart. But man, I'm, dude, I'm just saying, Sid giant robot fighting Sapphire weapon with giant robot. I'm holding, I'm holding true. I'm, I'm hoping, and I don't even care about giant robot battles, but I just want to see Sid make a fucking Ironworks Ultima, right? I can get on board for that. Good. That's it. Ethis said it's confirmed. That means now it's no longer theory. It's not no, tinfoil. That's no, how that works. No tinfoil tent. Done. Um, then we got uh, our new trial, of course. Um, circle, 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 and circle, 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 extreme. Haven't we had that trial before? Yeah, we've had, we've had circle, 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 and circle, 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 extreme before. Yeah. That's, That's really hard to say that many fucking times. Oh, uh, it's disappointing they just keep recycling content like this. Like <laughs> oh, well, we get to that a little right. bit later. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our main scenario trial. That's why it's a secret. They've done this before. Yes. It's no surprise whatsoever. Right. Um, well, you say that, but he said that, like, no one's going to be able to guess what it is. So we're killing uh, Chris Legsark. Got it. Crystal Exarch and Crystal Exarch Extreme. Well, that's that's the thing. Okay, so he that's says it will be the final battle, the Shadowbringer story, but I think it's not going to be easy to predict the boss. Bullshit. I mean, here's the thing. If you can only predict one thing, it's tough, because there's like three or four p- things that, that you would directly think it could be. So put on your, your tinfoil hats, get in your tinfoil tent. Who do you mm-hmm. think it is? What do you think it is? Sly? Um, no, Sly goes first, because Sly's over there, like, he's making yeah. faces, and I gotta get to him first. Come on. Mm. Oh, you can't decide, can you? It's... Elidibus would be the low-hanging fruit. It is, indeed. I think it, he survives this patch. <clears throat> no. I think he no. does. Mm, no. But. Oh, yeah. Chat had a good one. I, I agree with chat. What, Hildebrand? No, Elidibus, but his real name. So there's no way, because we don't know who the fuck he actually is. Of course we couldn't. Yeah, because Elidibus, like, because all the other Assians were named after Espers. Elidibus mm-hmm. is the only one who doesn't have an Esper name. Zodiac is the only thing he's affiliated with. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. That was my that was one of my thoughts. So, a little Zodiac, I guess. Other than that, I had no clue. 
I, I agree that having it be a litterbert is the low-hanging fruit. Um, I think Mike could be correct about this. So we, we know that the Asians will have to die because they're tempered by Zodiac and they can't be swayed from their course. We've already established, you know, from our 5.2 spoiler cast, if you haven't seen that, um, that there's a very good chance that the Elidibus we know is not tempered, that he was promoted to the position after the summoning of Zodiac, um, and that he might be the one person that can be steered from his course one way or another. And, and I think that as like, um, that would be a, a prerequisite to him, like, surviving and us being able to move on to another antagonist without destroying him. So I find that compelling. Um, I, I want the final boss to be Xenodiarch. Xenozodiarch. Xenodiarch. I would like that I, too. Yo, I'm, you ready for the fucking curveball? It's somehow like Vana. <laughs> <laughs> ready for the fucking curveball? I don't hate that. I would do. Uh, I wouldn't be terribly surprised, but I would hate that. I see Vanam more of a test. Like, a trial, yes, but a test for the Warrior of Light. Like, mm. for us. Mm. Yeah. But I, I don't think, see him as an enemy. I, I think we might end up coming to the conclusion that in order to destroy Zodiac, we need to destroy Heidelin as well. Because they, they were, I mean, she, she was created to be you know, an opposing balancing force. And if we take out Zodiac, then, you know, things can go, like, way out of whack. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't, also, every, wouldn't every shard theoretically be able to just fall into a flood of light if that happened with literally yeah. nothing else to oppose it? Uh, well, there's there's nothing to prevent it. That's yeah. the thing. Is that, like, the, the Asians have always kind of operated to make sure that, like, the light and the darkness don't get too strong. Whereas, if there's no one to, like, perform that, that function, then it's not, it's not that, like, when Zodiac stops existing, darkness and astral stops existing. It's just that there's no kind of people controlling the, the opposition of those forces. And also, like, Heinlein was created to keep Zodiac in check. If Zodiac is destroyed, Heinlein's existence is, meaningless and she's completely redundant so like from that argument i can see like okay maybe we have to destroy both of them and they could have the curveball of that being you know the final encounter oh what, sure. like the last yeah. boss of super smash brothers the, the latest no, one? I, yeah yeah i, I see it being I, I like, a, like a triple threat match between us and hydlin and zodiac at mm. the same time but i don't think hydlin would fight us I Heidelin would sooner just be like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, see ya. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Um, no, I, I still think, look, I still think that Xenos is being baited um, on the assumption that he can do to Zodiac what he did to Shinryu. And I still think that that is going to basically go us up for him because there's no way that he has a stronger will than Zodiac. And that Zodiac is going to be able to like use him to wake up, achieve some kind of ascension, some kind of uh, agency, and it will be like a Zodiac Prime situation that we end up fighting. That's that's what I want. But when Yoshida says it's not going to be easy to guess, I'm suddenly like, well, well then nothing we say matters. Well, shit. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But what if we're right? <laughs> he, didn't, he said not easy. He didn't say Somebody impossible. has mm-hmm. to be right out there. Somebody yeah. has to be right, yeah. It'll be the Great Serpent of Ronka, yeah. That'll be... Scree. That, that'll, that'll be the final boss of the expansion. We'll find out the Great <sighs> Serpent is actually, are actually shards of Zodiac, and they've come together now that we've, we've unveiled them under the Kikern ruins. The Kitari mm. ruins, sorry. There you go. I believe it. Seems reasonable to think it that way. Um, what was really funny about this, and it actually kind of becomes relevant later in this live letter, is uh, oh. they were reading comments from the Japanese stream about people saying, well, obviously it's Cape Westwind. <laughs> and trying to work out what the hell Cape Westwind actually was. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they... Again, this will actually become a little bit more relevant of a factor when we get later in the live letter. But it was pretty funny to see them just, like, talking about, yeah, Cape Westwind. And, Cape. and the funny thing is they actually said that they, they, like, thought of it at some point. They were like, yeah, we thought of uh, we, we thought of doing something with Rotaten at some point, but we didn't think anyone cared. Now they know. It's like Edda. They made that Edda side story, right? Because they were like, oh, we didn't know people had this fascination with Edda. I guess that's we'll true. just do that now. They know people have a fascination with Cape Westwind. You know, that's it. I mean, the Rock Tiger theme got lyrics because we made a meme out of Lahu. There you go. I believe it. So it all lines um, up, honestly. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm I'm looking ahead to the next thing that happened in the live letter and just kind of like sighing. Meh. So the next thing they talked about was the next installment of the Near Raid. Um, disappointingly, was not an amusement park or a carnival of any kind. So I'm assuming the Dorvan quest has to deal with the Dorvan quest that we the dwarf, the dwarf we talked to is referring to a carnival. We will be doing as part of their crafting quest, which would be eerily similar to the Namazu that the Namazu thing. So I kind of hope it isn't. Where the Namazus, we made the whole big event to stave off their, you know, eventual yeah. Um, genocide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the dwarves to just be making a carnival again, to be honest. I really I, don't. I don't think it's going to be that simple. I, I think it is going to tie back into Yorha here somewhere. Somewhere, somehow. Um, so, uh, for those of you that have played Nier Automata, sorry, Nier Tomato. I was hoping um, you were going to correct yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke there. For those of you that have been close to the tomato, um, you will, of course, recognize the uh, the bunker. Has has crashed. The hunger. Um, that happens in one of the endings, I believe, which kind of feeds into. Um, again, we need we need to be clear here. Um, y- Yoko Taro has said that like what's happening in fourteen here is canon for Near Automata for that like timeline. I guess that that like uh, ending alternative timeline. Um, it's not a two-way street. It does not. I mean, as, as, as is clear from like the trailer of the interview that we saw with Yoko Taro, it doesn't work both ways. <laughs> I just feel like it I comes need out to... tomorrow, doesn't it? Oh no, it's actually out in, it's out already because it, because it's already the 30th in Japan, right? Or does it come out tomorrow? Yeah. No, it, yeah. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's already, it's been the 30th in Japan for several hours. So yeah. it should be up on YouTube now. So for, for those of you, um, 
watching on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, do do check that out because I'm sure it's very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the puppets bunker. Do we have any strong feelings about that? My only strong feeling is just don't make this as lame as the first one, please. That's all I ask. Was the first one really lame for you, though? Yeah, it was. Here's the thing. I play the most fan service heavy MMO in existence. Mm. And I still can recognize when fan service is done well or poorly. Omega is an example of poorly done fan service. The first near 24 man off to that same start doesn't have to be that way the whole time. Omega at least ended well as a mm-hmm. not super fan servicey thing. It starts to ending a little fan servicey and then it kind of eases its way into finding its bearings to its very end. Don't, don't fuck this up and just make it be like literally only relevant if you give a fuck about Nier and have no bearing on any of 14's lore or world or impact, which I'm very concerned about. But there has to be a bit of fan service. No, fan service is fine. Of course. You can do fan service well and I want them to do it well. The first one was not Mm. representative of that. It was blind. Hey, people want butts. Fan service. Literally the pinnacle of the first one. So much so we had to watch Yoshi P do this to explain how their programming was fucked up for like 10 minutes when designing mm. the ass. But, um, Yokatar is also a very fan servicey kind of developer. Yes. Right. This isn't his and, game. This is the, his story that he's writing, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But I mean, again, so, so is Yoshida. He just has a way of like tying it together. So, okay. So, so here's the position I'm in. You, uh, some of you guys might remember way, way, way back in Heaven's Ward when we were having discussions about the first chapter of Alexander. Yes. And, um, you two were not happy. And I was the one saying like, I have faith is going to come together. And it did. Right. I, 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 and, and it did. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think. I think I've got to be consistent to that right now because I, I feel like the first chapter of Nier is kind of similar to the first chapter of Alexander in some ways where it's just like, there's nothing, there's nothing really to grab onto. It doesn't, it hasn't really gone anywhere at the moment. There's just kind of throwing some stuff out there and we have no idea where it's going to land. I feel like I need to be consistent and I need to give him the benefit of the doubt and say like, yeah, I do think this is going to, tie in and it's going to be great. It's going to be epic. I don't know if we're going to see it in this next part. If we're going to have to wait for the finale, but I'm going to try to be optimistic about it. Well, I'm going to be consistent in saying that shit will still fall through the cracks somehow, somewhere. Okay. From here to the end, especially, I think especially at the end, shit is definitely going to fall through the cracks. But, but isn't isn't that like the whole theme of Nier as a franchise? That's is shit why he, falling through the cracks? That's why he thinks it. Not as a yeah. whole franchise, but like <laughs> yeah, he saw that and he's like, yeah, you haven't you haven't played Dragon Guard, have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, like wrote, I, that's just not how I would falling through the cracks. That's not how I would describe it. I wouldn't describe it as shit falling through the cracks. I would describe it as Chad has said. Lots of red herrings that either, mm-hmm. that make you think one thing that end up either not being relevant or not being, or at least not being relevant the way you perceive, you perceive them at first. Uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like I, mean, I it's kind of sweet with red herrings. You look, you look at the, the dragon in, uh, copied factory, right? Like yeah. that wasn't even an intended red herring. 
Yeah, that was really fucking funny. I had forgotten about that. For those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, um, there was occasionally a dragon that could show up in the near 24-man when it first released. And I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact conditions upon seeing it or, like, what would cause it or it, what, like... It was one of the, the Dark Knight quests being, like, active and not yeah. finished. Yeah, mm. and it was just a dragon would show up, and it was, like, the name of the dragon was, like, the same color scheme as the dragon from Drakengard or something. And, and it even it even had, like, random dialogue that people could make an argument for being, like, Drakengard relevant. And if it was deliberate, then it definitely would have been, like, considered an Easter egg. Um so yeah, I think I think Yokotaro is just cursed with with red herrings. Even when he's not intending them, they just fall out of his pockets. <laughs> like, oh whoops, red dragon. Mm. My yeah. bad. It was it's it's pretty freaking funny how that ended up. Of all the things that could have happened, I still I'm not 100 percent not convinced that that wasn't on purpose. Yeah, Yokotaro just like spoke to one of the developers. Yo, just find a one. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Put a past him. Just throw a red dragon in there. So throw a red dragon in the code somehow. I don't care how, but get it in there. Now we just need flying so, babies. I'm I'm looking forward to this next part, but I'm not excited about it. It's probably like the least hype of 5.3 for me. Same. But I um I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to try and approach it with an open mind. I have an open mind, but that is, I have low hopes at the same time. That's fair. Because you equate it more to Alexander, I equate it more to Omega. Because Omega didn't start particular, it start, it starts with a lot of ideas, mm. and then we've realized mm. it's, we're just in the tournament of power, and it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. So nothing matters here. Literally, Omega's just like, you, you're strong, I want to learn how to be, I need to learn from your strength. If you don't, I'll kill all of your friends and loved ones and every living being. And I'm like, well, that's precedent to participate, I suppose, but uh, I'm not particularly interested in my precedent. At least we got a lot of Allegan Law with Omega. Yeah. If we get Allegan Law... On the first. if Yeah, if we get Allegan Law with Yoha, if they find a way to connect Yoha to Alec, I quit. I'm done. Allegance. No. Little did you know that the Puppet's Bunker was actually the Dalamud of the first, and the Allegans had traveled across and captured Neo-Bahamut and launched him into space to use him as a power source to travel interdimensionally between the two Dalamuds. They were actually portals between dimensions, and we shattered one. And when we shattered ours here, the one on the first shattered as well. Mm-hmm. Listen, if yep. if if Yoha, if all of all of these no. plot points and everything are from another shard, then please make it one of the other shards that's already been erased. All right, because I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to go there. All right, this is enough. See, the problem is, chat's telling me to stop because they know I'm right, and I'm just spoiling it for everybody. Are you though? Yeah, obviously. When am I ever wrong? Don't answer that. <laughs> we have too what many. Was a- we, I was gonna say we have too many Aerozivias. <laughs> we have too many Aerozivias for me to make that statement. Oh boy! I can't wait. If I'm right, holy shit, I would actually be upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm me too. <laughs> 
Yeah, Emmett Reed. Selk, he spent all his time on the first, but he also made the Allegan Empire. It only makes sense. Shut up. Shut up, dude. Stop. Stop. See, now the problem is it's getting too real. Get out of my hot dog stand. <laughs> um, is there anything else stand, we want to say about Nier? No. I, I hope it's, I just hope good. it's better than the first one. It'll still be fan servicey. Obviously, it doesn't mean it can't be interesting. Hmm. Don't be Omega. Yeah. Just don't be Omega. That's all I'm asking. Okay? Do something for world building. Okay, they very briefly touched on the fact there would be PvE and PvP adjustments. Um, they mm-hmm. wouldn't tell us what they were, but I can't imagine mm-hmm. them being that major anyway. They've kind this of like the game. Nah, they've kind nah. of nailed out most of the most major things people have said, especially with Ninja and I, I guess for the most part Red Mage. Other than just mm-hmm. personal preference, because I personally am not a huge fan of Red Mage. Um. Range physical, some people could argue for. There's, like, little things about jobs like Warrior, Dark Knight that people would like to see adjusted. But, like, I don't see any, like, large-scale PvE adjustments. Right. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think if there's, like, a wish list that we could have. Even if we're talking about stuff that is not necessary, if there's stuff that we would like to be adjusted. Well, I have stuff I'd like, like to be adjusted. Adjustments for the adjustments. Mm. That's the problem. That's always the problem. You have to have adjustments for the adjustments. Nothing, like, we always speak of balance, but there will never be balance because somebody's always going to be unhappy. Well, and balance, balance is a, is a, is a conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, balance, the, the thing about balance and balance. He can't hear you, so I don't, stuff. yeah. He can't hear you it's right tough. now, so there's no point in continuing yeah. this train of thought. Uh, you're right. Uh, the only one I want is improv. I just want improv to give 10 Esprit regardless of how many people are near you. Because right now you only get 10 Esprit if all eight party members are in range of it. So if you have less than eight party members in something like four-man content, you don't get okay. 10 Esprit. That's just annoying. Fuck it. It's stupid. I hate it. Make it useful in everything. Now would you like to continue your train of thought for Sly now that I've bought time? Uh, just... um. I can't even remember. Oh, yeah. So balancing, right? Like balancing, balancing is not a static thing. Balancing isn't like, all right, we introduce a patch where, where we balance things and things are balanced and it's done. It's always like a, like a dialogue, right? It evolves. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something you got to keep tinkering with, you know, patch after patch, year after year. And that's just, it's how it is. Well, when so. we get Beastmaster as a limited job, they can balance it all they want. <laughs> What do you give well, me that look for? No, I, I mean, no sly. Look at him. Yeah, I know, but like you're you're on the money. You know, we've got a lot of talk about Beastmaster in uh, Boja at the moment. We're going to be fighting some Beastmasters pretty soon. Yeah, and uh, we know they said they'd like to make it a limited job at the North American Fan Fest last time. So all the all the pieces are there. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I give up hope on the rest of this fucking show. Would you rather it not be a limited job? Would you rather, I mean, yeah. like, base must be a full job? No, I mean, uh, as a realist, yeah, I know it's going to be a limited job. Like, I've kind of, like, come to terms with that, and I made my peace with Jesus everything. But you know what that um, means, right? You mean, you know that means that we get a mini game where we get to go all around the realm, 
collecting mm. beasts. Kind of like with the, the Blue Mage spells. I think that would And then be we can awesome. play Lords of Verminion with them. Yeah. See, it's when he says shit like this. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. just, like, really yeah, burst just, my bubble just, there, dude. It just shoots you the just, whole idea fucking down. Like, yeah. I'm okay with yeah. it. Until he, says, he says shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll just, get poking up to the... We'll get turn-based. The... We'll get turn-based battles no, with four no, moves. No, 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 no. You, you look. You, you can't. You, you, you queued up for your hot dog, right? Shiny. You've been queuing up. You've been queuing for your hot dog for like an hour, right? And you finally got up there, ready to be served, and you just pulled your pants down and pissed all over my hot dog stand. All right. Okay. Only if you give me the hot dog first, though. I wait till after I get the hot dog. I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna not get the hot dog first. No, you're not an animal, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got, and I'm gonna pay for the hot dog, not in urine. <laughs> he said, "Piss on the hot dog Jeez. stand." I needed to imply that he would at least receive monetary compensation for his hard work, <laughs> as well as the implied urine that he's saying that I will, I will unleash upon his hot dog stand. All right, I think we can move on so, from uh, PD adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what that was about? I honestly forgot. I'm not even gonna lie. That's what we were talking. No, about. No, I was gonna. Yeah, no, we were talking about Beastmasters. What we were talking about, and then how there's gonna yeah. be shinies out in the world that you can catch. Yeah. Yeah. If there is, so I'm actually going to spend, like, 300 hours playing that job in, like, two weeks. Oh, yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. Like, that would be compelling, right? That'd be fun. All right. You don't know the shiny hunt, like, the life, all right? You don't know it. Yeah, I do. No, he yeah, doesn't, do. though. He doesn't. Oh, right. Mm. What, what, Sly? You're raising your hand. What do you need? Yeah, yeah, I was saying, like, I was raising my hand saying, I don't know. Like, well, in Pokemon, you see, depending on the game and the and the generation. Okay, see, that shiny, that shiny hunt, yeah, I do. So we'll have that, I but for that. Beastmaster, as a limited job. There'll be shinies out in the world, and you'll have to compete with other people to be the first one to grab. Everyone's going to be, like, looking for the shiny tiger. The first person that hits that charm button gets it, and then everyone hates you. So, updates to Sneak the Queen, huh? Yeah, it's, this was not in the live letter, all right? It is now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Updates, mm-hmm. updates to Save the Queen. Tell us what that's about, Sly. Yeah. So, we get a new instance area. We get we get Eureka. No. We get the Bajan yes. Southern Front. Eureka. Just call it fucking Eureka. No, because no. it's not mm-hmm. Eureka. We have to be really, really careful about this. There were so many people like on Twitter, on Reddit and stuff getting so mad about No, see, and that's the thing. I'm projecting this idea of being Eureka. Alright, so I'm don't call it Eureka. Mad. Don't go anywhere near it's that. It's like Eureka. Okay, okay, alright, alright, fine. We won't call it Eureka. The Eureka we'll Southern Eureka. Front. <laughs> that's what Chat just said, the Eureka Southern Front. I'll take that. Look, if it's like if it's like Eureka, then Lakeland is like Eureka, alright? It's a zone. Alright? It's an instant. I've said a lot of outlandish shit on the show. I think you might have just taken a yeah. with that. I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just like, saying. Did anything it's... really fuck you up in Lakeland? No. No, 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 no. No, you misunderstand. I'm I'm saying that like it's a zone. It's an okay. instant zone with two hundred people mm-hmm. in it. Okay, that is where the similarities with Eureka begin and end. The content inside it is going to be different. Okay. 
I'm still not 100% convinced of that even after what they've said. So for the, for the, for the save the, uh, save the queen quest line, that is the update to our current relic quest. The first step was simple. Do an hour or two of quests. And then for any subsequent mm-hmm. weapon, hand in a thousand tombstones of poetics to get four scale powders and bam, you've got all your weapons. Easy squeezy, lemon peasy, item level 45, five material slots. Go do the extreme for the armor if you really want it. Mm-hmm. For this, it's worth reminding everyone that you do not have to do the zone in order to progress your relic at all. You can never enter this Bajan Southern Front area and still, by the end of this expansion, fully complete your relic through alternative means. Time stones. And light. <laughs> and items. Yada yada, you've been down that road before. Zodiac weapon, animal we weapon, books. Have. Yeah. Books. I've cursed books as, yeah, there you go. Uh, they will have no relation to one another. If you never want to touch Eureka, you never need to. If you don't want to touch Bajan Southern Front to be accurate, you will mm-hmm. not have to. But you will be able to fully complete a weapon that you will never have to set foot inside of it if you don't want to. So, they have made that abundantly clear. They've also said, however, the story's mandatory both ways. Which is good, because it means that no matter which route you take, you'll get to see the end of the story, which is proving to be on a very interesting start, despite the quite short bit of content in Mm -hmm. Mm .25. Now, what we have here that's similar to Eureka, more than 100 players will enter a field... But in their own words, the content inside will be completely different. They are going to have actions like Logos actions, however, and it will have its own leveling progression system. There will, of course, be threatening enemies in there. But I'm willing to wager this is not an area like Eureka where it's this ether-warped, backwards, you know, jail that was risen from the depths of the life stream by, you know, this, this primal of the same name of the island. It's literally a place on, on a war front. It's mm. literally a war front, a battle between the, the resistance, the Bajan resistance, and, uh, and the fourth Imperial Legion. And as such, it's not too hard to imagine how this might differ in regards to the structure of the content versus something like Eureka itself. More girling weapons is, um, as um, bosses, right? Well, not even that. I think that it's it's pretty easy to guess objective wise what we'll be doing in there. I'd imagine things like uh, like garrisons and forts being battled over in regards right. to control on the map, and only okay. being able to access something by controlling all of them on the map at any given point. Getting alerts to Garlean troops trying to take back certain ones and defending them mm-hmm. and whatnot. I feel like that kind of content structure, which ultimately, I'll be honest, boils down to there's fates everywhere. Um, mm. Just because you change the name doesn't really change the the fact that you go to a location and fight an event that pops up at different times. Yeah, it's interesting. This would be like the perfect kind of um, vehicle for open world PvP content. Yeah, but fortunately, we don't have to deal with that. Yeah, but it's it, it's kind of interesting. It's like when you when you're saying that, it sounds like it's gonna kind of feel like what an open world PvP zone would feel like in other games, but without PvP. 
I just hope that it isn't as simple as, as Chad has said, running from one Garland skirmish to the next instead of one notorious monster to the next. Um, you know that I've kind of wanted for stuff like maps and, and hunt mar, and hunt marks and stuff that more closely emulates content that we can do outside of there, inside of there with the purpose of, you know, whatever your, you, I don't even know what they're going to call the new elemental level. Call it Ilzabard and level. I don't know. There's no ether there, isn't there? Isn't there like no ether in Ilsabard for us to like draw from? Or there's not that no, much? There's, there's less. There's less, yeah, so. Yeah. Maybe we need to toughen our bodies. But, but that's the same thing like with, with Othard, yeah, right? Yeah, On the first, there's way less as well. Um, the further away you get from, uh, Moderna, basically. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I think you're right. Um, it's got to be more than just an aesthetic difference from Eureka. Um, even if it does end up feeling similar, I think it's got to be more than just fate trains, right? Yeah. That's. The, I mean, I'd hope so because the in the the content inside will be completely different. Is too broad of a statement for me to trust that that means it won't just be that. And I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I by the time we got to Hydados and 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 Pyros. I was I I enjoyed Eureka by then mostly because of the actions which I'm glad to hear are going to be in from the get go, um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change. It's not about my expectations. It's about the millions of fucking comments I'm going to have to read. They said it would be completely different, and I'm going to be like, I hate everything. <laughs> yeah, when you go inside, no. it's actually Blade and Soul. Yeah, yeah, it's actually um, a first person shooter. Yeah. yeah, it's Crane. actually you know that new that new map with Call of Duty the the uh, the battle royale they just released. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you oh, drop cool. in. Yeah, yeah, it just like boots it up. Yeah, and you have to send money yep. into the sky. Oh, yeah. Huh. You go in and it's dirt of service. All right. <laughs> now you've gone too far. All right. You you go in and um, uh, there's just like um. Uh, another little sort of encampment, but you have to like get on a cart and then there's a loading screen and then, uh, you, you get like a, like an opening cutscene and you wake up in the back of this cart and see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. The point is, is ultimately Final Fantasy 14 plays like Final Fantasy 14. Uh-huh. So the statement no, completely different means nothing to me. Uh huh. Because you're ultimately still going to a place and fighting something. No matter, like, that's literally the core aspect of every piece of content in the game. Yeah, when they say completely different, you can't get too excited. You, yeah, you, the expectations need to be reasonable there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I still expect it's go to a place and fight. It's just how it actually impacts the progression of the zone that I expect to be different largely from Eureka. So the most interesting thing to me here is they said the southern Belgian front, um, where they were implying that, like, well, they told us their next objective is um, uh, Element Fortress. We were talking about this a uh, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the Castrum, Lacus Litor, where uh, uh, his second-in-command, Menenius Rem Lanatus, is, is basically going to be, and that we were going to be pushing for that. But that's north of Bosja. So, who are we going to be fighting then? Let me have a look at my notes. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll be fighting uh, Leon Sass Helsos, the Beastmaster. 
There you He's go. currently en route to, to Bosja. There you go. So it's going to be leaning towards him somehow. So Beastmasters. There you go. See you in... Hey, you know what you know would be crazy? If the content in there was um, limited job Beastmaster. <laughs> you can only go in there as a Beastmaster? Yeah. That's it. A whole, a whole <laughs> exploration zone only for Beastmasters. <laughs> you know what? I think I'd be okay with that, actually. Yeah, you say that. <laughs> I'm never worried about how I feel. I'm worried about reading my comment sections. <laughs> I always have to think beyond what I want, because what I want is irrelevant most of the time. Logos action, charm pet. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I, honestly, that straight up wouldn't surprise me if you could charm the wildlife with a logos action. That's a very logos like relevant thing that would I totally believe. That'd be fucking sweet. Yeah, just just have like play your job and then just have like some logos actions that are like beastmaster oriented. There That'd be go. really interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Another thing is that we have to remember that this is not gonna be a traditional Garlean battlefield either, because the Fourth Legion literally no. doesn't do anything like the rest. They don't. They don't use mm-hmm. magic attack at all. Well, we know they don't rely on magic. Okay, to be fair, they don't rely on We don't know they don't use it, period. But they, yeah, they they have a lot of magic. and Well, we know they have mages and they got Beastmasters. That's their, like, bread and butter. Yeah, and that's going to be our big core of of this next part. Um, I'm so excited. Like, like, Eureka, you know, analogies aside and memes, Mm -hmm. um, I was really excited for 5.25. I was not disappointed, other than the really Mm -hmm. random EX trial and not having a mount. I wasn't even disappointed mm-hmm. in the trial. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what the fuck? The fact that it didn't have surprise. <laughs> well, the fact that it doesn't have a mount makes it really tough to balance getting people in there after right. its relevancy. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. I don't really think they need to go back and, and visit giving that a mount, to be honest. Um, and I, I think that's they need to consider that with any like bonus EX trials we get in the future. Um, but it's in the lore and the and the world building was really solid in five point two five. And for something that was so in, inconsequential overall as like a content patch, like an hour to two hours, if you were just doing kind of the story and whatnot, it came with mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of you know potent storytelling behind it and setup as well. Unlike near, uh, now we expect this to be five point three five. Yes, don't we? they they even make mention. They said they haven't decided when, but likely point mm-hmm. three five. Come on. You're not going to add it before. After what they're saying about delay, uh, delaying 5.3, they would be crazy not to push this back a little bit. Yeah, but point three five is automatically pushed back. Like, you know, so... Mm. Yeah. Just like, it's... It, like, here's, here's the thing. I don't think it'll be point three six. Mm. I'll say that much, at the very least. Point three five is the nice... Is the, is the, the, the best place to guess, which would put it at just about five... A little bit over five months from now today mm-hmm. because of all the delays three and a half months till the patch approximately and then, another, and then another six to seven and that's if there's no more delays and another six to seven weeks for a 0.5 patch after math checks out yeah 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 well Unfortunately. that that was the thing that i was most excited for in 5.3 until i just said we got that. a little bit later in the live letter Really? That's going to take over? All right. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, updates to crafters, gatherers. Uh, they're adding a means to practice every craft in the game with trial synthesis. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of got like a beta system for that in this patch where you like can like get materials yeah. to specifically try 
the uh, the Ishgardian ones, and they're just adding a trial synthesis mode. Just you're able to try recipes without materials, so you can practice actually crafting the item before attempting to. Uh, mm-hmm. Another, like again, they just keep knocking it out of the park with crafting and gathering um, quality of life. So probably much to the disdain of actual crafters. Um, who are trying to make money off this stuff. But even they would probably enjoy the ability to practice before using the materials more so on, like, random stuff. But they also probably don't need practice because probably just macro anything that's not an expert. Yeah. I think of that more for, like, 6.0. Like, when it gets updated the, again and, like, it, it goes there. That's really where I'm thinking of it. The more quality of life there is for crafting and the more accessible crafting is, the less money hardcore crafters make. You're not wrong. Let's let's go ahead and say you're not wrong. I, I mean, they, they, I'm already fucked on desynthesis. Y'all coming down with me? All right. As far as I'm concerned. All right. Y'all gonna burn <laughs> with me? Uh, for me, I I just look at all the quality of life and go. Now I'm really glad I don't craft because I'd be pissed if I put in all that time. <laughs> I'm already pissed about desynthesis. I only got one thing to worry about as far as I'm concerned. Because I put a lot of effort into that. This, no, I'm glad I don't really care that much. Because I can imagine I would care a lot otherwise if I was hardcore and made... Listen, I'm still hoping they add like a 100 million gill mount as a gill sink. And I will buy it and I will work on making money if they add new ones, so... That would have to be a pretty amazing mount. 100 million gill? What if it's just a giant gill coin? That's it. (laughs) You ride a giant gill coin. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that one could be 10 million. Oh, you know what it should be? It should be the Lollarito statue with like, uh, like rocket jets. It could be, yeah, it could be, no, we could ride on, um, on Teleji Adeleji's shoulders and he's had rockets installed in the bottom half after he was, uh, to to fly. We're just riding on the shoulders of his corpse (laughs) and he's had rockets installed in the bottom half. To fly us all over the place. Alright, okay. Yeah. yeah, I could party with that. There you go. Yeah, I don't know if that's what you would... I don't know if partying is is, is the precise terminology for it. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, there's this, oh, I just want more gill sinks in the game. I want more reasons to make mm. gill. Maybe yeah, we'll push Minecraft more. For sure. Uh, what else did they say? New custom delivery client, and also making it so mm-hmm. collectibles no longer rotate randomly from the list of collectibles. So it'll just be a set mm-hmm. list, and you'll just go through. Uh, that way there's less items to manage, less collectibles to manage in the game. Uh, and uh, that's that's it for crafting gathering. Nice little things. I'm curious about the custom delivery <laughs> client and who it'll be. Any any thoughts on who that could be? Ishgard-related? First-related? It had to be Ishgard-related. I don't think it has to be anything. Why? We got Kurenai out of nowhere, hmm. in my opinion. I would, I would hope it would be someone on the first, honestly. I mean, we would hope, but generally... Maybe speaking, maybe, yeah. maybe Lena. Maybe it can be stuff for... Um, for the past. Uh, for the Crystarium yeah. God. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, don't give people the ability to dress her up. I don't, wanna, I don't need that on my Twitter feed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I take that back, actually. Never mind that. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> now he's listening. All right. Thirsty? Okay. You thirsty again? How's that beer? There you go. 
<laughs> Dulia. There you go. Dulia Chai. That's who it'll be for. I don't know if we'd be able to dress her. Well, maybe. I like, mean, I who says we have, have to? That doesn't have to be a function. Yeah, because obviously mm-hmm. they wouldn't have... She uses a different model than every other character. So they like they don't gear yeah, for but that model. She uses an altered Lalafell model, so it would just be like... Uh, stretched Lalafell textures. <laughs> yeah, but we know they're not a big fan of, of doing that. <laughs> That'd be amazing, yeah. actually. We know they're not a big fan of that. So, uh, yeah, no, it'll, I can imagine Lena. Lena would realistically be a, a high probability. Actually, I'd be really curious if it was Dulia or her husband for, for Yulmore's sake. I wouldn't be entirely against that. I'm so yeah, done with Yulmore. Her husband more than likely. I'm so done with Yulmore. I just, I'm, eh, eh. Oh, we you already have like, a Yulmore in one, right? Yeah, we wouldn't have another one there. Works? Because we, mm-hmm. we have, uh, we have the fucking, uh, what's his face? Kaishir? Yeah, Ka- Kaishir. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. I forgot. So you don't want to, like, you don't want to do, like, anything with Tailless Ironworks or anything like that? Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking with, with her husband is the Tailless Ironworks. But, uh, yeah, I think with Kaishir and Yulmore, we don't need another one in Yulmore. Could also be the dwarves, mm. but I think with us getting crafters for the dwarves, also getting a custom delivery client with the dwarves seems like redundant. That's why I think it's <laughs> redundant to have someone from Ishgard, though. Yeah, we we've done like nothing with anyone in the Crystarium really since yeah. five point. We've had what two Idleshire people, mm. which is weird now that I think about it. We had Kerr and I randomly. Mm. You got your nuts. <laughs> Thanks, Sly. We had, yeah, and we had uh, Monago, and we had Kaishir. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know who who it could be, but there's there's I I, I kind of hope now that that you mentioned it with Kaishir, I kind of hope it doesn't tread old ground mm. and it goes to a location where there isn't one. If there's another one in fucking Idleshire, they just go back to Idleshire again. Oh man. Uh, Ishgard's getting updates, of course. Um, it'll enter its mm-hmm. third phase. The Sky Builders rankings will reopen, but no mention of adjustments to the way that they work after what happened. Mm-hmm. Servers are just this, like, last seven days finally finishing the restoration, and only a, only a few of them have actually fully finished all the phases of the restoration. Well, there's been no incentive since the, uh, the rank season's finished. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of was hoping they'd make mention of how they've seen it play out so far. Cause mm-hmm. they kind of went from the extreme of there's not enough phases of Ishgard to introducing an event that kind of matches how many phases there were last time, but doesn't take into consideration how many phases there are this time. Cause there's a lot, a lot of phases to go through that servers are just finishing them now. It's crazy <laughs> how many there were. So I don't know. Do you do you think they need to shorten the number of fates or the number of portions to a phase? Do you think it's okay no. that it just kind of like drags on like it did this yeah, time and most sure. servers haven't finished it? I did, I just want them to change the ranking system. Like that ten days and then it's done until for like you know a whole mm. patch. Just I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me. What would be the ideal amount of days though? Then? I think the number of days is fine, but the frequency of the rankings opening is my concern. Yeah. I agree. Have have it the same because the thing is, if it goes beyond ten days, people just end up killing themselves trying to grind it, you know. Yeah. But have like more than one season, you know. Have ten days on, ten days off, 
I don't know, maybe 10 days. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I'd, be I'd a, even I'd do be the first okay. 10 days of like the first, the first 10 days after the following Tuesday of every month, or even the first 10 days of every month, just without mm. messing it. Just something more than once. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel yeah. like it's, yeah, you have sure. to be so crazy to work on the rewards anyway. I, 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 I mean, maybe the crafters who did get the rewards, who did get the titles, who don't have to worry about it anymore, maybe they do care about the frequency. So they, you know, if their title and, and its rarity is not in any way compromised. Um, I like the idea of having content that's available more frequently for sake of engaging the people interested in it. It was just a title. Make it a different title each time. I don't think they make it a different title every month. You know, I I understand that all you're asking them to do is to write text in a box and make it apply to yeah. the character. I don't think they'd want to do that. I think they'd make it different titles. Yeah, and the rewards will be the same for every season. It's gonna mm. be the same Which, title. That was one thing I was concerned about in the beginning, like the reward structure, like having the same exact reward for every season. Like that, mm, there was something, there's something you could do in terms of the reward structure every season. Like, I was astonished that it was just a title. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what else is there to say. I mean, you look at like the PvP uh, season rewards, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, when we, when we first heard about this, like the, the idea that came to my head was something along the line of, you know, what we're getting in Sky Steel tools. Like, have mm. like extra special tools as a reward. You get to pick whatever tool you want for whatever job, and that's it. Um, what would, what would essentially, you know, keep you coming back to, you know, get the rewards is, you know, you have, you have all these crafters. You can get the reward for every crafter if you're good. Yeah, I am. But I got a strawberry. But, guys. Uh, ooh, ooh, that is a fat ass strawberry. That's why Mel wanted to give me the strawberry because it's thick. <laughs> it's a thick booty strawberry. She came in the middle of my podcast giving me this thick booty strawberry. I told you that was a fat ass <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> Day day twenty five of quarantine. This strawberry is looking mighty fine. I'm fucking thirsty. God damn. Uh, Juicy. Just rip it. Just Going rip into far, it. That's a really Jeez. good strawberry. You're going to be missing so. that strawberry in another week. A strawberry is juicy. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. Um, so, uh, to get us back on track, uh, <laughs> I think we've talked enough about Ishgard. Can we, can we get into like the real meat and potatoes here? No, strawberries. strawberries. Damn it. You, you owe me a soda, Jenks. <sighs> the real Jeez. meat and strawberries here. Yeah. Okay. Is that um, what's next? Is what I think's next next? That, yeah. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, this was such a missed opportunity here. They really should have called it a Realm Reborn Reborn. No, a Realm Reborn Squared or Re Reborn or just a, re- a Realm. What was patch 2.1? A Realm Awakened? Damn it. No, it doesn't yeah. Matter. A Realm Reborn. Like a Realm colon Reborn. No, 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 no. You, you cannot do a Realm. 
A realm <laughs> not colon. Realm, realm remade. remade. A realm no. recolon made. Recolon? Recola? <laughs> Recola. Oh my god. A realm reborn no. revamp. Mm-hmm. A-R-R-R. So, um, when... When do the ghosts first show up in a Realm Reborn remake? No, we're not going down this road right now. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We had this. We had Sunday for this. Right after, right after your first interaction with Heidelin, yeah, you start uh-huh. seeing fucking ghosts. Let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez. Yep. Yeah, boy. Yeah, you go into an alleyway. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. This isn't TVG. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is a safe right. place. I have my fun. Um, missed opportunity though, for sure. Um, where, what do we think? I mean, most of this we already knew, right? Taking away 13% of the quests, mm-hmm. um, consolidating a lot of them. I'm just worried that we're going to lose a lot, you know? I mean, 13% of 100 is not a whole lot, because that 13% statement in particular appeared to have applied to 2.1 to 2.5, where Yoshi P made specific mention that their data suggests most players literally get to 2.1 and say, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I mean, they had to. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. Like, they, for the longevity of the game, they absolutely had to. Because, I mean, the, the difference between now and back during a Realm Reborn, right, is that we had months between patches, and when mm-hmm. we got, you know, four hours of story that included a bunch of filler, like it was good. We're returning to this world. We want, you know, the world building and you know the arbitrary little like back and forth was was quite compelling when you try to do it like you know back to back now in one sitting or several sittings or the, the pacing is just like way off i get that but i still feel like we're gonna lose a lot of flavor here's a phrase of losing the cheese cheese and wine we're not gonna lose the cheese we're absolutely not gonna lose the cheese they're not gonna take out brayflock's long stop are they no, but I, do you want to run around getting the wine? Because that's one class that people look at even before they're done with 2.0 and go. Yeah, okay. and that's and that's a shame because, like, Shimani Lamani is such a fantastic character. And if you're actually, like, reading the dialogue for all that stuff and with the Galian defector who we actually come back to in Return to Ivalice, and it turns out that he was a um, uh, he was from Ravanasta, I believe. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what I mean. Like, there's so much, even, even the most seemingly like trivial, arbitrary stuff in A Realm Reborn ends up having so much flavor and so much significance to it that, um, I think we're going to lose something. Well, I mean, they do say most that people don't care. there's a lot of quests that re, that introduce NPCs that reappear later. So they cut down yeah. everything around those characters without removing those characters. Mm hmm. So you could still have that quest and not have it be shit. That still introduces the character. For sure, but it'll just be like a high buy so that this character exists so that there's not going to be like a continuity error later on. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing... I, I pulled nothing of substance away from, from that character other than its existence and that it mm. knows about wine. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I, and like I say, I think that represents, you know, like 95% of the player base. And I think this is a really, really good thing that, that they're doing. I would encourage that, 
you know, like law fanatics and people that are really kind of like invested and engaged in the story and the world just to go back and do it one more time before 5.3. I'm doing that right now. Honestly, I got to say, yeah. I'm actually doing a Realm Reborn uh, uh, replay. I forget what I'm calling it. <laughs> it's because I've got the word revamp in front of me, so my brain immediately mm. just went to that. Uh, remind. Yeah, I think a I called it remind. restart. A realm, a realm reborn restart. And I'm playing through. This is this. Okay, so here are all of my rules and stipulations. Mm-hmm. I have. To, yeah, it is restart. Two point oh to two point five five, as a mm-hmm. DPS with no tanker healer queuing with me. Mm-hmm. No EXP boosts that are only timed, only have timed availability, meaning preferred world, pre-order bonuses, MOG station. That's just out of principle. So that means no etherite <laughs> earrings, no Far mm-hmm. Eastern set, no preferred world, no friendship circlet, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming a new player doesn't just automatically have that. The only items I was allowed to use was the Helm of Light, which came with the collector's edition of 2.0. And the brand new ring, which is earned after you've already started playing. Um, Hmm. I can use Palace of the Dead. There's no reason why I can't do that. Palace of the Dead on your first character kind of sucks EXP-wise anyway. You just use it as a catch-up tool. Um, And I have to watch all the cutscenes as well. And it was super fucking relaxing. And I and right. I had something, time. and I explained to Ethos, I was like, yeah, the Silver Bazaar talks about, you know, like, building and expanding, and then nothing happens. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that quest. Yeah. I don't remember that quest. Yeah, and I'm level 16 after a few hours of fucking around with no real, like, direct, just do the main story and be done. I'm, like, a few levels over the main story. And uh, mm-hmm. doing guild has guild has for life. It's actually it's actually it was actually way more tolerable than I thought it was for the first little bit. We'll see how that pans out as we get to some of the worst level ranges like Corthus and uh, Northern Thanalin, especially really close to fifty plus two point one to two point five five itself. Oh, and I also have to complete the mm-hmm. Crystal Tower. That's going to be mandatory later anyway, so might as well. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be a really nice little nostalgia trip. And and, and like I say, the, the, like what they're doing here is so 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 important for the longevity of the game and the the life of the game and the, the health of the player base. But people that are invested, um, maybe people that, like, skipped through a lot of it the first time and became invested later on, as happened to a lot of us, yes. I really mm-hmm. very strongly encourage you to go back and do it um, in full before 5.3. Once again, you've got plenty of time. Yeah, and then afterwards we'll see, because they're not just making changes to the quests here. They also made a point to mention mm-hmm. that they are going to raise the amount of experience points and gear that you obtain, so you should literally be able to go from meteor quest to meteor quest to meteor quest and level a job just on that. Mm-hmm. And progress literally from quest to quest just on that, which looking at especially, again, Corthus and the 46 to 49 gap that I mentioned um, that's really important that they get that right. They said side quest should be for story and for leveling alts was the ideology behind that. Um, they even said they plan on doing that for Heavensward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers eventually. Mm-hmm. They streamline that. They, they didn't say when, they just said we plan to. So there is also that to look forward to in regards to streamlining some of the other experiences in the future. So now that they've started getting a Realm Reborn rolling, they know that it doesn't stop there, that eventually Heaven's Word and Stormblood eventually, even if they're better than a Realm Reborn, is, it falls in the same category of people will want to have to do all of this sequentially, and they're trying to come mm-hmm. up with solutions to it now instead of digging themselves another hole later. 
What's interesting, isn't it? Because like there's there's two different sort of content delivery systems when you're playing through the story. The first is that you're up to date and that every three months you get a new episode and you want to immerse yourself in it completely and, you know, take your time consuming it, right? Um, if you say and, so. And, and that's, well, I mean, that's, that's how they designed yeah. A Realm Reborn, like from the bottom up. It was, the idea was that we got these seasons, each patch is an episode, you enjoy it, you go away, you come back when the next episode comes out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's like content delivery system number one. And when you play through that way, everything is really well paced, right? But mm-hmm. when you're playing delivery system number two, where you're leveling a new character or you're playing catch up or you're not like up to date going through them one after the other, after the other, the pacing's really, really weird. Um, and balancing those two is, uh, is really tough. And it's something I, I think you're right. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like in 6.3, they do it to heaven's what, you know, at the very least streamlining uh, the amount of experience points, which is a much easier thing to imagine mm-hmm. them doing, which they've, they've said, but mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't end there. I feel like they have to consider the actual pacing of the individuals, uh, the individual experience for a new player and that that'll shape things think, more than just experience points. I, I think a huge part of it is going back and, and gradually making every, uh, MSQ dungeon. No, I'm making every MSQ dungeon a trust dungeon. Yeah. I agree that that's yeah. gotta be somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no mention of that for Cash and Prey. In a recent interview, they said Cash and Prey are not being changed in this patch. They will still okay. be, they will still exist as they have. They will still be main scenario roulette, yada yada yada. Because we know they're going to be trust dungeons sooner or later. They, they've said they've toyed mm-hmm. with the idea of doing something like the three uh, leaders of the grand companies joining you inside there. They've toyed with the idea, but they've never confirmed they were doing it. Was it really that tentative? Apparently. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And they said one of the big things is they know people who do actually appreciate the main scenario roulette is literally as little as they pay attention to it. There are a lot of people who are like, oh, great, I got that done. Got my poetics, mm-hmm. got a whole level out of it, yada, yada, whatever the benefit might be, regardless if they're Netflixing on the side. Well, there's no reason they can't do both. You know, there like is. I mean, I, mean, I agree with you. I agree with you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, making a dungeon a trust dungeon doesn't, isn't like mutually exclusive with letting people queue for it. Right? Yeah, but there is, I do wonder, cause the whole point of the main scenario roulette is to keep people in Castrum and Praetorium to get other players mm-hmm. through. And if they can completely circumvent that, mm-hmm. I wonder what the main scenario, cause now it only, ex- it doesn't exist for those people as much anymore. It exists just for so- the people who want it as a roulette and nothing else. Whereas roulettes have okay. usually been to facilitate people being able to queue in the old content without feeling like nobody else is doing it. What proportion of people were queuing the Shadowbringers Dungeons as Trusts the first time they did them? I think most people tried them at least once. Maybe not, it's, I'd say the most. I, I think most people, if they didn't do it the first time with a trust, they went back mm-hmm. and did it with a trust later. I'd say, I'd say the split's probably sure. pretty close to like, like, 60% of people just queued in like normal and like 40% probably did the mistrust. I know a lot of people who did the mistrust the first time. I even did a few mistrusts the first mm. time. I mean, I, I did. Yeah, I did them yeah. all mistrust the first time just for, you know, like the, the flavor. Um, but, uh, making Praetorium and Castrum available as trust dungeons, I don't think like 
the majority of new players are, are going to opt for the trust route, I still think most people would would queue. I think it depends if it's available beforehand. If it's exposed to you mm. in the level 20 to 50 to 49 dungeons prior, it might exacerbate the issue. And if you're going to add them to all the main mm. scenario dungeons, which you've implied, that might then set them as, set a precedent to mm. just do it like that for cash. So I think it largely depends on that. I think that's fair. I still think they should just make squadrons available right from the second you unlock Grand Company. That's what I think they should do. I don't think it should be level 50 second lieutenant. That would be fantastic. I would love that. It doesn't make any sense for the whole point of why squadrons exist, because it's literally your second lieutenant, and you need to teach the newbies how to be, like, not shit. I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. because the function of opening up at 50 just kind of sucks. Yeah, you're, you're the... You defeated Ifrit, right? Yeah, that's and enough. The, and and the grand companies are all, like, fighting each other to recruit you. There's no reason why they wouldn't be like, this dude, like, single-handedly defeated Ifrit, let's... Either just give him a promotion or be like, hey, fuck it, you got your own squad for shit like this. Get it done. There you go. Explain. More explain. Done. Did it. Yeah. Make it happen. Easy. Squadrons level 20. Be wonderful. Um, what might be an interesting lost plane, and the thing that I think really blew all our minds sort in of. this live letter. Sort of. Sort of? Well, I thought it was going to happen one day, but... This really crept up on me. So, okay, so to be clear, we're talking about flying. Flying in ARR zones. Yes. Unlocked after you beat Praetorium, so you have to finish 2.0. How do we feel about this? So, we kind of knew it was going to happen, though. Yeah. Didn't we? Sly. Sly is bringing up the point. And it was, like, I think we brought this up how many times on the show? Oh, so many times. Yeah. Yeah, But every, this was going to happen. But every time it's come up, like in a live letter or someone's asked Yoshida about it, he's been like, Mm. that would cost way too much. That would take so many resources. I mean, like I've been Mm. saying, for instance, like I would prefer them to put resources towards making new content than going back and like, you know, rehashing old zones. Okay. I'm going to semi get through the elephant in the room. But I'm going to go about it in, like, the most, like, around-the-bush way. Mm-hmm. We're, we're steadily getting new players, right? Yeah, I'd say that's a fair sure. assessment. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. We're, we're like, we're changing, uh, we're changing ARR, not really completely, but to the point where, it, like, it's easy for people to get to new content, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't having that kind of accessibility um, be a thing. We actually have an explanation to that in this live letter. We actually do have an explanation to that, uh, Sly. So one of the big things with the Realm Reborn flying, as Ethis has said, as Yoshida has said, it's too many resources. I'm not going to make my team work on that. He didn't. Hmm. The team did it in their free fucking time, apparently, just like some of the other things. Yeah, (laughs) Again. They're just like, Hmm. well, we got to do that. He straight up yep. said, he straight up said, no, that's not on the plan. And they're like, well, it is. Well, what they apparently said to him was like, hey, if you keep making that excuse, if you keep using that explanation of it's too expensive and then it's just never going to happen. 
And we know, you know, the players know, everyone knows that sooner or later we've got to do this. So let's just fucking do it. Let's just rip that band-aid off, right. you know, put in the slog and get it done. So yeah, they just, they just did like of their own volition in their own time. Yeah. And it, <laughs> so much so that Sokin was like, well, fuck, I would, I, you should have told me. Because mm-hmm. Sokin ap- apparently had to apologize because he literally didn't design the, the sound design of the Aroma Born Zones isn't built for the for the space. There's places that sound effects just straight up won't work because there's there's not designed that way. So now he's on a delayed portion. It's gonna be a little it's gonna be a little janky when it first comes out. We don't deserve him. Yeah. So it was actually I thought it was so funny that Sokin was like, "All right, I'll fix it. I'll fucking fix it." Okay. But yeah, no, it's exactly So uh, Yoshida actually makes mention that people who do out of bounds tricks had found mm-hmm. a skybox uh, a little while ago. We had, we had brought it up on State of the Realm. Um, yeah, and, all the boundaries have been altered. Yeah. And in various so, ways. Yeah, and Yoshida makes mention that players had indeed discovered that and they were right. They were right that that was why they had been altered, was because they at this point knew that this was going to be a thing that was going to be done. Uh, as even as I'm we had really interested to see, like, all of the ARR zones are kind of, um, I mean, using, like, Mordona as an example, Mordona's, like, a central hub and then two sort of corridors, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, like, these two wings, this triangle. I'm wondering if, like, we're going to be stuck within the bounds of those corridors in flying, or whether we'll just be able to fly, like, right over the entire zone. I, I feel like that's exactly what will happen. That's going to be, like, we're going to be on a flight, like, over Silver Tier Lake. Like, that is so exciting. Are you kidding me? We are going to see, like, all these zones from completely different perspectives. We're not going to be able to, like, go to new places, but we're going to be able to, like, see new stuff and stuff from different angles. And I'm so, I'm so fucking excited for this. Yeah. And it's mostly for an ease of access thing. Again, right after you finish A Realm Reborn, you'll get it. You've been everywhere around the world at that point. The story is designed for it at that point. So it's not like there's some something inaccessible that you wouldn't have been able to access prior to this. You would have had to kind of just ignore maps. Hell, you, I forgot until today that A Realm Reborn maps unlock fully every time, as soon as you zone into them now. Uh, mm. I had forgotten that until I had started playing through today. And, uh, yeah, I, I wonder how it will look, cause I don't think, I don't think they're gonna take the time to make new landmarks to fill the areas that were there. I think they'll mostly just be mountainsides and grass and rock and stuff like that. I, I don't think they're gonna have, like, new lore tidbits unless they really want to, which maybe wouldn't surprise me, but Koji would have to be in so. on, the Koji and Odasan would have to be in on that in order to, uh, make that happen. Yeah, if they do, they won't do it immediately. Um, I think that would be more something that would happen if they end up consolidating the zones. So, you know, Which making I like, think, all I of honestly them. don't think they ever do it. I don't think they ever consolidate. You don't think they'll ever do it? No. I said that about flying too, though, so fuck me, right? Yeah. I mean, they, cer- they certainly don't need to, but it's definitely on my wish list because that would be incredible. I think. Although, the problem, the problem is that even like within Lenosha and within the Shroud, there mm-hmm. are pretty big corridors, um, pretty big like like intermediary areas between the zones um, that they would have to like fill out for them to kind of like make sense structurally if they were consolidating them. And that would be a huge amount of work. Hey, you want to see what they looked like in 1.0 before they were consolidated? Long fucking corridors. Yeah, sure. 
Um, and we know that obviously like the calamity changed the, the structure of Aeos yeah. a lot. And that was kind of the explanation for the, the superior level design in Realm Reborn. But, um, there's still like a lot more distance implied between say, you know, East Shroud and South Shroud than what most people realize. Yeah. Um, it's definitely on my wish list though. Like if it's on the table, if going back and like fucking around with the ARR zones is on the table. Listen, I mean, you know, now that people can't ask about flying in a realm reborn, that's the next question in literally every interview Yoshi P does. We know you're adding flying to the realm reborn zones. Have you considered consolidate? Literally the very next interviews that come out, whether they be email or, you know, once, you know, we can start, events can start existing again. It's literally going to be the first question. I'll, I'll email him today. I'll fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Shoot an email over to the PR team and just be like, listen, can you just ask Yoshida this one thing real quick? Can I just get an hey, answer on that? Yoshida, when are we going to be able to fly over the West Shroud? That's another thing. Now that we can fly in these zones, there's no longer a reason we can't get to some of the previously concealed yeah. areas. And you know what's going to happen? Koji's going to be like, well, the wind ether in those areas isn't really as perfect. <laughs> <laughs> is it really as like strong the wind ether in those places is kind of weaker so you know like you know mm-hmm. you can't really mm-hmm. go that i wish we i wish it weren't so weak but you know it is so <laughs> yeah good on you koji <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> son of a bitch uh there's also no um swimming Yet, I, that, you know, it, maybe no, that's no the next swimming. thing they do in their free time instead. Wouldn't they have to add, um... Oh, could you imagine being able to dive into Bronze Lake and, like, Silver go through, like, the ruins of Nim and... Yeah, Sorry. They would have to add, they would have to add the, um, deep-sea fishing, wouldn't they? The, uh... Spear fishing to the old ones? They wouldn't have yeah, to. They could literally just be purely aesthetic if they wanted to. I mean, didn't they add... I mean, they added swimming like, to another place. Where did they add swimming to? If they the added it, like, they, they could yeah. use old fish. Yeah, I'll be underwater. Yeah. 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 Costa del... Yo, you can... Can you go underwater in Costa? I don't remember. And the mist? Can you? No? No. You... I don't know if you can dive in them. No, you can't dive. You, no, you can swim. swim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they haven't even had to dive yeah. into those. It doesn't have count. swim ability. So, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Not even a little bit. Um, also, a um, really odd consolidation is uh, your Chocobo will automatically be able to fly now, and they're removing the I Believe I Can Fly quest that gives all of your non-black Chocobos flight. Mm-hmm. You want to know something funny? I've been in a few live streams as of late where there's been discussion about um, flying mounts. And there's still a lot of people who don't think every mount in the game can fly, even though it's literally been stated every mount in the game can fly. And you know what mounts they don't think can fly? Your non-black chocobos. <laughs> even though, yeah, I've seen it a lot going around some different live streams that people still don't know you can unlock that this quest exists in the first place. Is, so is it people that haven't done the unlock quest yet? Yes. Well, they're like, well, not every mount can fly. My 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 com- my company chocobo can't fly, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yours can't. Can. Yours can't. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, my my fat little fuckers ch- chasing some cake. Yep, pretty much. 
Um, so, I wonder if they'll give us a, an explanation for it. No. Because, you know, the quest was like, ah, your Chocobo loves you so much that it's, like, super motivated. No. Nah. They're literally yeah, just going to fly. They'll just fly. Yeah. That's it. They, it's, they, they have enough wind ether. We've beaten Ultima, and now we have enough wind ether to make them fly everywhere. Ah, uh, you think that'll be it? It'll be like, ah, oh, yes, when you uh, defeated Garuda, you're exposed to uh, the astral currents. And, and, and now you can... Further refined uh, after facing the Ultima weapon and being uh, blessed in the light of Hydaelyn. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, it. That's Chocobo it. absorbs Garuda yeah. instead of Ultima weapon. It's like, sorry, Ultima, yoink. I'll take that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Listen, if Garuda in the Ultima Weapon Ultimate fight could infuse herself with Wind Ether as the correct way to do the mechanic, then clearly, you know, I can do the same by being hit by her attacks. I'm like a sponge of ether as the Warrior of Light. I mean, that's that's basically true. It yep. checks out. So, yep, I'm replaying A Realm Reborn, and then we'll replay it again at 5.3. Doing this Black Mage. Thaumaturge for now. Hell yeah. Do it as Thaumaturge again in 5.3. Get the same exact experience. Although I suspect it'll be faster there even without factoring in the actual changes because more people will probably go back and try it in New Game Plus. Which is getting its updates as well. Then we came to... Something. The The most frightening stare of all time, perhaps. In the form of the uh, the faux hollows, <laughs> um, unreal trials and the faux hollows for real. No, no unreal. No, they're unreal. No. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Um, this is the biggest curveball I think we've ever gotten in a life ladder. I just want to know, um, Chloe, the orphanage that you go to. Is there mm-hmm. a guy who kind of he comes in and out of the orphanage sometimes, and he sings songs when he's there? Um, and have you ever learned like how to play the music that he plays? Because I I don't know if Chloe Chloe had to have been taught this shit by the fucking wandering minstrel, or he's helping her in some way. Because there's mm-hmm. I don't think she's just suddenly given us the magic for this shit. Hmm. I mean, it's not that different from. Uh... The minstrel. The, uh, no, I mean from the journals. What do you mean? The journals just ask us to go do old shit. Us yeah, unsinking them is not like a lore relevant thing. No, 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 no. What she's doing is she's collecting stories because she wants mm-hmm. to tell the other orphans stories. Yeah. And she wants it to be the stories of our adventures. So she's just gotten a little bit more creative. Yeah, like the no, she's learned some fucking hunters. black magic shit from the wandering minstrel. All right. Yeah, or the dramaturge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. She she, she he he showed up and she's like, oh, I'd love to hear some adventures. Then he went, Ba-dum. and then suddenly she had the same powers as him. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. I fully expect um, him to show up in the Unreal Trials, like not in the trial, but like as part of as like the introduction to it. I fully expect him to be there. <laughs> so, in the uh, the rare occasion that people might not be sure what we're talking about with Unreal Trials, you want to kind of 
outline it, explain what the heck's going on here? So Unreal Trials is a new trial difficulty where we will battle, and it specifically notes primals, which I assume is technically just the general term they're using to refer to trials, because that's kind of how it's been for mm. a while, um, mm. synced up to level 80. Uh, so the example they give is, oh, you know, Titan, he's a level 50 primal, but now he's going to be like, yo, I'm level 80 now. Let's go. And he already is. Yeah. Well, there's, he's literally, dude, if we had Titan Unreal, we'd have Titan Normal, Titan Hard, Titan Extreme, Titan Savage, Titan Ultimate, and Titan Unreal, which is an inevitability at some point. Right. Like, that's stupid. But anyway. We all, I mean, Shiva's literally only one short of, uh, no, Shiva only has Hard, Extreme, Savage now, and she'll have Unreal yeah. at some point. Um, so th- that being said, Titan isn't going to be the first one. They're actually starting with Shiva. They're starting with Akafa, Amphitheater, Unreal. Which I think is a very strange choice. The reason was really weird. They're like, ah, oh, Titan Extreme's already like a Savage fight, and then we have mm-hmm. Titan Savage, and we just did Shiva Savage, so let's do Shiva Unreal. I was like, I feel like you just went forward and back, and you should have just done Cruise Chaser at this point. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Go to your corner. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is it is like, yeah, we've already been fighting Shiva, so he's a more Shiva. It's like, who who would want that? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go back to the inferior Why music, you? Shiva. Well, because you want something different, right? Like, I know they're very different fights, but, you know, mm-hmm. aesthetically, it would be nice to have something a little different. Yeah, I mean... That's what I, that's what I, that's what I thought. Yeah, they so could have done Odin, like they could have... Yeah, yeah, they could have done Thor. Uh, Zervin, Sophia, oh, you learned the one triad. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I say that, I'm actually interested in level 80 Zervin. I'm interested how in would they do? How would they do birthday, birthday cake Zervin? I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. Dude, I'm sure that sounds like a skin you'd find for Zervin in a loot box. Birthday cake, Zervin. Birthday cake, Zervin. Happy birthday, Zervin. There you go. Um, <laughs> we know they're rotating. Yes. Right? So, so this is a yeah. weird thing. So they're doing mm-hmm. one of these per patch. And I, I you know what? I, the more I've thought about it, the more Maybe I think two. I know what they're going for. One for now. They said they might yeah, be able now. to squeeze two of them into a patch. But mm-hmm. the thing is, when the patch is done, when 5.3 is done, we ticked over to 5.4... The mm-hmm. one that was there, which will be Akafi Amphitheater Unreal, will be removed. And a new one or two will be cycled in, and they'll do that every patch. I think I know why, now that I've thought about it after some time. Because originally I heard that and I said, what? Why the fuck would you do that? I think it's literally because the whole point of Unreal is to bring it up to our current game mechanics, our current quality of life, our current level. And as soon mm. as we go up to level 90, they now have a trial that is literally, the point is defeated of it even existing right. in the first place. No, that makes sense. So I think that's probably why they're doing it. It also means that if they ever rotate it back in, they have time to update it to like, you know, level well, 90 yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have time to do that. So that it's, I still I'm like, eh, I kind of just want it to be permanent, but that that seems mm-hmm. to be the most reasonable explanation mm-hmm. for this because they they literally go out of their way to say like these fights just are 
they don't work with the way our game is currently designed. Like, when you go back, there's all sorts of, like, weird things and mechanics and, like, UI. And, like, we've seen that. Like, the, we, when you go back to old content, when something's a split damage marker, good luck. Because you just have to figure it out by getting trucked in the face by it and being like, well, two of us got trucked in the face for less that time. Whereas now we have AOE markers and, and they've consolidated a lot of things and made things clear. And those don't are reflected in the old fights at all. So they're going to be updating it with some mechanics that are more mm. representative of the times without really cha- changing the fight overall. So I think the big question here is they say it's a new difficulty. Yeah. Which right. is weird, as opposed to it just being a new mode. Yeah, because they were quite they like they repeated that. Semantic. That were what's that? I don't, well, I don't I don't know. That's the thing. Semantics. It's semantic. Semantics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think convinced. it's just semantics. Because remember when the, we got new dungeons, like challenging new dungeons, and everyone's like, "That mm-hmm. wasn't true." It's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a new difficulty, yeah. but it's just because it's named something different, not because it's like a round up. Version of it. All right. So if it's not a new difficulty, then we're assuming that it's extreme mode, right? I assume it's going to be the same difficulty as extreme, but okay. just level eighty. That's how I feel. About they're it. they're not adding anything new to the fights at all. Well, they 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 said they're going to have to like change the way certain mechanics and stuff like that work, but I, I imagine they're going to be doing like as little as they can get away with, right? Yeah, they're that's what I imagine as, too. As close to extreme mode as possible. Because the alternative to that is that it is a new difficulty mode that's either somewhere in between hard and extreme, or who knows, maybe something closer to savage, mm. and that maybe there are new mechanics. But that would also defeat the purpose of it, right? Because the idea is that it's like very low cost, like you know, same assets, just kind of you know adjusted, um. Like a low cost, what well, I, I, kind of like what we were saying about Varus, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they've taken this kind of like this new extreme mode. They haven't had to use a bunch of new assets or new like OST or anything. It's like very easy, very low cost to like you know deliver that. And it seems like this is the same sort of concept. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so we think it is going to be extreme mode, basically. Yes. I think it's going to be a weekly extreme, because that's the other thing, is that it comes with a mm. weekly reward of you getting mm. to play the new minigame, the Faux Hollows, which they detailed in uh, absolutely zero detail. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that going to be? Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be the Chloe books, but it's going to be like a game you have to play. It's, you know what it's going to be? You ever been to the carnival and you have to throw the rings on top of the fucking... Uh, bottles and it's rigged as fuck. It's that, all right. No, it's the it's the mushroom house from um Super Mario Three. Oh yeah, no! Match, uh... <laughs> what do you mean, mushroom house is great? You had the match three of the uh, the things, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be that. Fuck Please that. Forward to it. What do you mean the fucking mushroom house was easy? Was easy squeezy? It really was. I you should have been more upset at what I said. My game is impossible. His game is yeah. done. No, fuck, fuck both of them. Um, I don't, I don't want there to be any like RNG involved with it. Well, Please. unfortunately, nice. I don't think you've met Chloe before then. No, no, you're right. Because <laughs> Chloe literally like, like lives on that in regards to the reward structure. 
So long as we can redo it, so long as like I can do the mini game, get my reward, and then reject it and say, no, I'll just go do the fight again. Actually. Nope. Nice. Once per week, if clear these fights, get to play a mini game. That's it. That's what it says. All right. Okay. Try to get three lines in one try, baby. It's essentially <sighs> that's how I read it. I read it as updated, uh, the updated Chloe books, essentially. Yeah. The updated Wondrous Tales, yeah. but with like yeah, you probably a right. fight added to it, like a, or a fight like remade for it. Um, I'm curious what it will actually, um, it will actually end up being like. I have a feeling it will be pretty simple. I, I have a feeling it's just add another weekly objective to the uh, mm-hmm. to the ladder if you're interested in it. If you weren't interested in Wondrous Tales, there's honestly you might not be even interested in this. I like the idea, but I'm definitely not the kind of person who would do it every week. I'd, I'd be the kind of person who'd want to see what they did, see if they did anything different, or if anything looks different visually with the the elements of the fight, and then probably not do it very much. That seems like that, mm-hmm. that's very much in my in my wheelhouse personally. But there's gonna be people who want to do it every week. Depends on what the rewards are, and let's be real, it's probably gonna be some really expensive, like minions and, and maybe a mount and stuff like that. That's the realistic, you know probability of it yeah yeah maybe they up the item level on the accessories from like some of these old fights because like uh she had like bracelets and stuff too uh maybe they could do yeah, with other them. fights too some of them I, I think most of the realm reborn ones in particular had accessories yes yeah uh they all had accessories i think they all did yeah pretty sure except mm-hmm. for odin who you know sorry now the only thing i dread we joked earlier about cape westwind unreal um, or we joked earlier about Cape Westwin getting updated, but now it's a possible, a real possibility of seeing an unreal version of Cape Westwin. <laughs> I mean, it is a trial. It counts. Yeah. yeah. I'm worried about Good King Mogglemog. <laughs> I'm very worried. No. no. I think they know better. I don't no. think they do. Mm. If they give us Good King Mogamog before we got any of like the Warring Shrine, like that would have to be bottom of the barrel. Like they've done everything else. The only one left is King Mogamog. I'd be like, it's a mean fight. It's a shit fight. It's a mean fight. Lord of all the land. Good King Mogamog. Good King Mog. Ruled with iron hand. (sighs) It is a shit fight. Is it weird that I'd be more excited about the Yokai Watch event coming back again than than Mago Mog Unreal? You're just on drugs. You know what? I didn't so, mean, like. Uh... I mean, we know the Yokai Watch event's coming back. We just don't know when because they made new weapons for it. Look, I didn't even like. I barely did the Yokai Watch event, and I'm still with you. I prefer that. I prefer to not do that again. I then no, yeah. have to. Uh, no. Not the okay, watch exist. Unreal. Level 80, level 80 no. version of the Okai Watch event. Only it's Shadowbringers Fates. Listen, that would be better, to be honest, if it was just Shadowbringers Fates instead. Of, but it wouldn't work, because they always yeah. want all those events to be low level. Mm. Um, That's th- true. Before we wrap up, we did have some random quality of life stuff, and then before the Yoshida Plays yeah. section. Um, you'll now be able to do enter a party finder while already in a party. So have you mm-hmm. ever had like the, you have a, a couple friends and you're like you want to join a party finder together, but you just have to be like, all right, join this one, and then maybe it like fills and you got to leave and start over and all that shit. No, that's it. Now it's literally like you and a few friends get in, you see like an open party finder, y'all join it, you just have the leader press join, and it merges the parties essentially. Where has this been all of our lives? 
It's not a feature I would see much use for in particular, but it's a feature I damn well am glad is going to be in there. Well, as someone who pugs pretty much a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. 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 It, it is highly useful. Um, you know, for um, in-game content, for, you know, for raid, for... Hell, I could see it for um, maps, too. Maps, huh? We've got another thing in here that's actually... I don't think they really fully Mm. understand their own game systems, or they didn't tell us a very important detail about it. Oh, yeah. I know where you're going. Yeah, so one of the other things is you can now um, actually server hop while in a cross-world party. Which on Good. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's good. But their reasoning doesn't make any sense. Okay. They list hunts as one of the big reasons. Hunts and hunt trains. So here's the thing. In map party, mm-hmm. you can't do map parties in a cross-world party, for starters. You cannot. Yes. So if you, you can't use it to, like, you know, all go to a different world because you're all going out. To be fair, it's not that much different to go to the world and form the party. But that could be the same set mm-hmm. about the hunt. The Hun has the issue where if you're in a cross-world party, every individual person is not on the same enmity list. They're all on their own enmity list. So you're not... So you know the whole reason you join a Hun's party is because it's easier to get full credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're in a cross-world party, that's completely eliminated. Everyone's enmity and credit is their own. So unless they're changing that, which I made no mention of... Oh, yeah. That doesn't... Then suddenly it's hard to get full credit. Yeah, you would. so you just still wouldn't use the system for that reason. There's other reasons you could still use it, but you wouldn't use it for the reason yeah. they specifically mention. Unless they add Dude, the ability to convert call. from a cross-world party back into it, or they adjust the way hunts distribute their enmity. Like, when they said that, I gave no shits about hunts. I'm like, I was... Kind of confused, but at the same time, it's like, okay, yay, maps. Yeah. Even so much so that the hunt doesn't have a cross-world option on the party finder right now. Makes sense, because why would you need to have a cross-world option for something that exists in the open world on a specific server? But it's just weird that they use that as their topic when it has has no integration with cross-world parties at all. So... Unless there's a deeper adjustment they didn't tell us, I would not use it for that function. And I hope people catch wind of that quickly. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of feedback being submitted on that. Yeah. Just use it for maps. Hmm. Don't even, you can't even use it for that. You can't do maps in a cross world. You can't do maps in a cross world party. You have to be in a same world party for it. It's you have to be in the same zone before you zone. can yeah. dig, the, dig the damn thing. Yeah, but you can't be in a cross-world party for it. It does the same thing where it counts everyone individually. Hmm. So again, hmm. If, if they're making adjustments that great, but they just made no mention of it. They're just, their their reasons is, it's just, I, I don't know why they did it. If it's if it's for these reasons, because it doesn't help these reasons, people have other reasons for doing it. It'd be nice if it's just normal parties now, if like a cross world and a normal party are the same thing. That's not what they said, but that would that would solve all the issues. If a normal party was just capable of jumping servers without becoming a cross world party, that would be great. 
That would work perfect. That would literally solve every issue if that's what they've done. So that's another thing to add in there. New chapters from New Game Plus. That's A Realm Reborn. Now, this one's weird. They're adding mm-hmm. exchange token vendors to all major cities. Good. Man, Limbs is going to get fucking packed on... It's already packed to the brim on Gilgamesh. I don't know about other servers, but it's going to... It's going to be the liveliest place in Gilgamesh. It already is, and it's going to be even more so if everyone has to go there. When they say tokens, do you think that includes Rowena tomestones or just, like, primal EX tokens yeah. or... All of it? Oh, no, no, no. I think, I think it's got to be tombstones. I mean, I, I think this is a really good idea because the... Tombstone hub of every expansion has always been like super, super populated and like pretty much everywhere else with a few exemptions, you know, like Limsa, for instance, is kind of dead. Um, and giving people, no, you don't think so? No, sorry. I, my phone, I was telling it not to ring. <laughs> I think giving people the ability to like hang out in other places, like, you know, going and hanging out in Kugane as your, you know, AFK zone um, and having everything you need there in that place or, you know, any other city, I think would be fantastic. I think it is. I'm concerned about the population in any of them causing issues if they don't instance them, which I think is honestly going to happen. I think they're going to have to instance some of the starting cities, depending on the server. Mm-hmm. I think I think the necessity really? of it on some – it's it's practically packed to the brim on Gilgamesh all the time now. Hmm. If it's if that's where everyone who needs to do their tombstone stuff has to go, and every new player in Lilimsa's starting zone has to go to as well. I mean, to be fair, it's at least split into two: the lower decks and the upper decks. If you put it in the upper decks, mm. that actually might be fine. If you put it, if the, if you look at the average population density of the halves of the starting cities, it's probably okay. That's the only other way around it. I see they can't put it in the lower decks. It would make more sense in the lower decks, like being the market there, but yeah. um, it also they couldn't like. Yeah, it also couldn't be. It couldn't be anywhere in the gates of Nald, especially on no. Malmung. Because mm. the quicksand mm. is like a number is like the number one RP location, and there's literally over a hundred people in that zone already as it is. So. You've but the markets are in the the other. Yeah, I'm just saying it needs to problem. be distanced from the more dense half of the city state. Yeah, that's the number one thing they need to achieve. Mm-hmm. Or they, if they do decide to put it there, it needs to be instanced. I think they should just make sure they put it in the less dense location. That's all I'm. Yeah, thinking. it'll be interesting. Interesting to see how they handle that. And how, exactly how many things you can go other because I don't think it ends at tomes. I think it becomes like. I think it's going to be a lot more than just tome spending that happens there. Mm. Um, it also means Crystarium should theoretically be getting one. It says all major cities, not city-states. So I'd assume mm-hmm. any place that's a major hub, which would mean Rogers Kugane. It would mean, there's two mm. hubs per expansion, essentially. Ishgard, another one. Mm. So that's, uh, that's worth, that's worth uh, you know, pondering. Um, also, they're discussing removing old Tome Gear and just only selling upgraded Tome Gear. Thank you. Oh my god, thank you. Like, having a run back and forth for that shit, particularly for, like, um, you know, the the ironwork stuff, having to run over the fucking Norse Shroud to upgrade shit. Yeah. Take that Chocobo Porter, yeah, man. Long overdue. 
long overdue. <laughs> Not even keeping anything for like glamour purposes. I mean, it's just dyed and undyed. The upgraded yeah, ones exactly. are just dyeable. That's the only difference. Yeah. yeah. There's no other difference between the two. Um, that yeah, won't be in 5.3, though. Redundant. This actually won't be in 5.3. But they said they're discussing it for the older Tome Gear. Uh, Idleshire, mm-hmm. they named as a specific... I don't know why they said it's most confusing in Idleshire. No, it's most confusing for a Realm Reborn, where you have to go to the North Shroud. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's relatively straightforward in Idleshire. Yeah. No. So, and that was where they wrapped up the preview of part one. They did a couple of announcements. They announced mm-hmm. there's going to be like a bunch of sales. There's currently a free login campaign that's underway. Uh, mm-hmm. The sales are a bunch of region dependent areas. They teased that episode of the creation of Shadowbringers bonus episode with Yorha and Yokotaro. Um, mm-hmm. Where, uh, let's see, what is, what's, where, let's see if they have the quote here. Uh, oh, yes, I remember. I wrote something crazy, and they told me, oh, yeah, you can't let the Warrior of Light do something like that. And I got yelled at by the Final Fantasy fourteen team. Good. <laughs> That's Yokotaro being told right there. Um, and then, yeah, and then Yoshi P showed off some of the merch they were going to have at their Primals concert they had to cancel in Tokyo. I want that jacket so bad. Yeah. And uh, then he decided to uh, do some 24-mans in-game minimum item-level Crystal Tower raids, and they got stomped a bunch. They got through it, but they it took a while. There was one thing really, really interesting in there that he kind of let slip a little bit. When they were fighting Zande, he mentioned basically that they were planning on having like a, a sort of Crystal Tower ultimate. Um, oh, yeah. and that they, that you'd be fighting the, the, uh, like the alliance, like uh, sort of alliance ultimates where you'd be fighting the bosses in, in succession. Um, because Zande, like in the law is such like a huge threat. Like he and Amon and basically all of those like bosses involved in Crystal Tower, um, in that whole raid series is supposed to be some of like the biggest threats in the history of, you know, of Heidelin. And having them, like, relegated like that and not ever coming back to them is, like, so disappointing to me. So now I'm not going to be happy until we do finally get an, uh, a fucking Zande ultimate. I think that would be phenomenal. Yep. It says right here, the uh, this guy has caused so much trouble in the world of Final Fantasy fourteen. Basically, everything's his fault. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is not... Yeah. It's not untrue. I mean, he's the he was the right. whole proponent of the Allegan Empire that has led to so many of the plot points that we've we focused on. They're just like, yeah, he's the last boss of the second raid tier. Have fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's directly responsible for at least two calamities. Yep. That, that is correct. And honestly, in some ways, he's. but he also allowed us, the, the technology of the Crystal Tower allowed us to, you know, save us from the eighth calamity. No. No. Okay, no, no, no redemption <laughs> no, arc for my boy Zande here. For Zande? <laughs> you a redemption arc for Zande? Listen, Gaius can get one. Why not Zande, right? No. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Yeah, it says we did have talks about ultimates where you have to fight the Alliance raid bosses when we run out of mm-hmm. other bosses. <laughs> is the is the exact quote that I have here. Uh, but See, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he would make an awesome ultimate. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty cool. And that was pretty much how they wrapped up. He just did a bunch of, he just did the 24 mans and, uh, 
you know, they uh, went through World of Darkness. I think they did World of Darkness not minimum item level because they were running out of time, but they did the first two minimum item level. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, and then it's just a bunch of screenshots, a bunch of talking. He went to some people's houses and checked them out, some hot springs, you know, a bunch of stuff. But it was actually really chill. I wasn't paying too much attention, but as details came in, I'm like, that sounds just... Dude, Yoshi P would be a great Let's Player. Let's do this. Be a great live streamer. When's when's I when's the Final Fantasy fourteen account getting partnered and getting all these Yoshi P emotes that he submits and he just streams like four or five days a week? Come on. He's got the time. No, he doesn't. He, he, he really doesn't. Does not have the time. He can make the time. Listen, he got to be great though. Yeah. I'm down. I'm he re- can do like an hour stream. He can do an hour stream. <laughs> he he did. <laughs> Yoshi P's toxic. He made the Blue Mage change their job because he didn't want them in the party. He's like, no, not you. And then they- I reckon what, if you got him off script, I reckon he probably would be a pretty toxic streamer. <laughs> yeah. Have you he seen the way be- he responds to some of the Q&A at North America? <laughs> yeah, he does not deal with people's shit, you know? <laughs> like, if he was having to carry someone, he would, uh, hmm. Yeah. He'd find his way into Gordian Jail, for sure. Wow, fam. Yep. Yoshi P banned front page of Reddit. Can't wait. Can't wait for that. <laughs> GM's banned like, from 14 or banned from Twitch? No, from 14. Yes. No, yeah, yes. How about that? We'll just answer yes. yes both for being toxic. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then I can see the Arthur's background with him like, oh, Yoshi P, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad to see you've seen the light. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, that's that's the dream right there. Okay. All right, and with that, we have finally wrapped up our live letter fifty-eight overview. Um, for shows in the coming weeks, we have some plans, but we expect a lot of TBGs, which is our alternate our our, our alternative podcast where we just talk about games. That no doubt will be returning in full force in the coming weeks. But we do also have special community related treats for people at Sly and I have been discussing behind the scenes. So keep an eye out. The talks get to start now, and then as as any patch information pops up, we'll of course do impromptu shows for stuff like that. <coughs> I swallowed my own spit there right at the end. <coughs> that was terrible. Yeah, you could keep that to yourself. Like, I mean, I just coughed just, out of nowhere. No. It was terrible. Hmm. That was an awful experience. Okay, uh, right. so before we let these two fine gentlemen wrap up the show, thank you again for doing the two shows in such quick succession this week. Since we did one Sunday, and then we did another yeah. one today. Hey, that Sunday yeah. show, we can throw thirty percent of it out. Remember, that's my guesstimate. We can throw thirty percent. It was. Out. It was terrible timing. We done that just a day later. Uh, yeah, it's okay though. But uh, another yeah, right. sh- another shout out to our sponsor, Steel Series. We mentioned at the top of the show, twelve percent discount code, monthly giveaways. Thank you to them. Uh, be sure to check that out in the description of the YouTube video. And also, our Patreon sponsors have been scrolling this way. That's right, this way in the top right. I don't like that you get to do this twice a week. Um, and uh, they've been supporting. <laughs> God damn it! And they've been supporting. Uh, the channel, the podcasts, their names have been scrolling because of that. And thank you to them big time. We also have our patrons of Darkness, Kucha Cross on uh, Genova and Kernai Oni, who should not break the stream when I swap over. We've had a lot of technical difficulties with uh, our broadcasting software in pre-show uh, in there this last is. week alone. That's Kucha Cross on Genova. And then let me go over here. I'm so afraid always to move There things. it is. I'm always so afraid to move things when it comes to swapping it. And then we got Kur and Ioni 
over here. So thank you to both of them. Thank you to our patrons of darkness. Thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you to all of you who tune in every week, whether it be on YouTube, audio, or on Twitch. I do not thank Ethos for the pog champs, however. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. There you go. Uh, you're He's awesome. Completely out of control, and I don't know how to stop him. I can't, and he knows it, and that's the worst part, is being powerless. But thank you. It's been another long show this week, so let's sign off, and you can uh, you can go to sleep, and Sly can get to whatever business he's got planned for the evening. So, Evis, thanks for coming, and where can they find you at, my good uh, Yeah, guys, thank you for visiting my hot dog stand uh, today. I'm so glad you kept that going this whole time, even if in, I, in bits. I, I hope you enjoyed uh, some real mustard. Um, unlike that absolute filth, you Yankees pedal, some proper Dijon. Um, you can find me, Ethis Asher, on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, wherever. If you Google me, you can find some stuff that I've written for various outlets on uh, gaming and pop culture, Star Trek stuff most recently. Um, mm. What else? Uh, no, that's about it. Um, I'm moving this week, moving apartment. So, um, yeah, streams have been a little bit, uh, few and far between this past week, but, uh, once we get settled in in the next few days, we should be back on schedule and playing some, uh, some XCOM Chimera Squad, some, uh, Gears Tactics, of course, some 14 and yeah, should be a good time. Should be a really great. Oh, and May the 4th. Uh, International Star Wars Day. I'm going to be doing my yearly uh, playthrough of Super Star Wars on the SNES, which is a, just hard as tits. God, that game is so difficult. I've beaten that game and before. Yeah, me too. I beat it it's every horrible. year. Um, it's great. I it's a great it. game, but it's horrible to beat. Yeah, it's one of my absolute favorite SNES games, and I can just about speedrun it. So, uh, yeah, we'll have fun for that. Uh, what about Sly? Hi. That rhymes. Uh, you can... You can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me at Twitter at Sly the Fox. Uh, yeah, right now I am playing the OG Waifu Wars, which is Sakura Wars. The new Sakura Wars, which is a soft reboot of the OG. If it's Waifu I'm Wars, is it a soft reboot or a hard reboot? Can we can we mute this fucking clown? It's the quarantine. I don't get human interaction. I'm sorry. <laughs> terrible, fucking terrible. But yeah, uh, I if you have never played a Sakura Wars game, it it is okay. It, again, it's a soft reboot. It is. It is the most anime game ever with like a lot of star power. You got people from, um, you got people who did animation for Haruhi Suzumiya, uh, Pokemon, um, what else? Uh, Soajima who did designs on Persona. Um, yeah, it's just like Sega wasn't fucking around when they made this game. So. If you are into, if you're into dating sims and a little bit of Musoe gameplay, uh, it's definitely right up your alley. It's right up my alley. So sounds like Persona Five like Scramble almost. A little bit. I don't know if Scramble has any relationship related stuff like the OG does. I don't think it does. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, that's what I'm playing right now, and you can like see me playing that pretty much all week. Perhaps what are you doing with your life? Man, that is, that is Goku as fuck. Dude, speaking of it Goku, is. I just played Kakarot DLC. It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> Damn! It's wow. literally just fight, <laughs> fight <laughs> Whis, It's literally just fight Whis and Beerus until you gain 200 levels. That's literally uh, the whole DLC. Games, and then Happy's like, well, I play Kakarot DLC. It is not it good. Sucked. It's literally it sucked. Just, it's literally just shit. fight Whis for, until you can beat Beerus. And it's like, just gain 200 levels. Learn the Super Saiyan God transformation. Do it as both Goku and Vegeta and you're fucking done. It was awful. And the next one's I'm probably so just going to be the same thing. you can thing. admit that. Yeah. I liked the original game. I liked Kakarot. You can find my... Opinions and whatnot at Mr. Happy One Two Seven, Twitter, Church, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, we are almost on a hundred percent in Trials of Mana. It's just a couple of new game plus replays. Solid remake. It's got some very SNES era writing and honestly SNES era voice acting, which sounds stupid, but trust me, you'll understand when you play it. Um, <laughs> uh, we obviously we played the Kakarot DLC on Tuesday. That lasted an hour, and then I stopped. Um, and right now we're doing a Realm Reborn restart ahead of the Realm Reborn revamp. I am replaying all the Realm Reborn, as I stated earlier. Remake? With... What? A Realm Reborn remake? No, it's a Realm <clears throat> colon remake. That's, if we're gonna go yes. for that route, you gotta yeah. go the whole way. Yeah. Um, I am playing a DPS, not allowed to have help with a tanker or a healer for a Q. Not allowed to use any EXP boosts that are only have limited time availability, such as preferred worlds or pre-order bonuses that I may have accrued. So only the Helm of Light from level 1 to 10 and the brand new ring from 15 to 30. FC EXP buffs are allowed. That's about the greatest extent that it actually goes, plus rest of the EXP and, and whatnot. Um, and we're doing all of 2.0 to 2.55, watching the cutscenes. When I say it out loud, I get more and more depressed every time. But it's actually been pretty chill the whole time. And that's going to be our project for the next little bit of time on top of some other stuff. We finished the Caster Versus on YouTube. Tank Versus is next. We also have a Hunt video coming as well as Melee Versus coming as the finale to the Shadowbringer Versus series. So that's what's going on in my realm. Also, Animal Crossing update on Friday. The May Day. If the May Day event starting on Friday. And I got a sixth golden rose today. I grew another red hybrid red pansy to make these purple pansies. So I'm like, I'm that flower game is on point as far as I'm concerned. Got that five star island, third lily of the valley today. Digging it. But I'm all about that, man. I sold my turnips yesterday for five ninety five a turnip. It was great. One of Mel's friends had it. I made two point like what's that? Two point two nine five million bells. It was fantastic. You should play it. You guys should play it. No one, no one, no one cares, Mike. <laughs> you guys should play Animal Crossing. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. Be good. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. I'm leaving. Goodbye, everyone. See you soon. <laughs>